sources. Cuban is beside himself, driving around downtown Dallas begging through texts Jordan's family for the address to DeAndre Jordan's house. We crushed them on the basketball court and we're going to for years because of the way we've built this team. We're light years ahead of probably every other team in the structure in planning and how we're going to go about things. Anything is possible! Hero stepping to the compact shelving, it's Bard Lee! It's a tough to get up for the regular season work week, it's Bayorn! He's cashing in the Coles cash for some socks, it's Shellen! Welcome back to Backboard <laughs> of the Rings, baby! <laughs> Amazing. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying out for uh, another job here, too. Uh, I gotta like work my way into the NBA atmosphere So we- before we go on the Pistons' uh, triumvirate here. Oh, I just um, want to. I want to thank both of you guys right off the top for not trading me at the last minute for three second round picks. The best that we could get was a heavily protected twenty thirty five second round pick for you, so we we decided to keep you around. Thanks, thanks for keeping <laughs> me, guys. Yeah, we did it. They they also refused to throw cash considerations, so that's a big deal breaker too. Hey, I mean, for cash considerations, if you kick some of that back to me, I'm totally cool getting <laughs> traded. <laughs> I need about uh, eighty nine thousand dollars of cash considerations to get rid of these damn student loans. So, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, this is Backboard of the Rings. We are an NBA podcast on a Lord of the Rings feed. <laughs> we have not recorded a Lord of the Rings thing in forever. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Although, as I've said, we're always now relevant thanks to Wemby discussing his love. Of uh, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, so uh, we're That's always true. relevant, um, forever and ever. Uh, so the docket for this episode, it is actually February eighth, twenty twenty four. It was trade deadline day. That's not like the main topic. We will talk about it, of course, today because it's impossible not to. As I discussed on the, I hope I discussed this on the previous episode. <laughs> uh, I don't know to be honest anymore. You did. You did. Okay. We are going to do all-star stuff today. So basically what I had these guys do, everybody voted for their all-star starters. We did not tell anybody who we voted for. And on this episode, we are going to reveal who we voted for. Uh, the main wrinkle being, Dan asked me, and I realized that I uh, never thought about this until he suggested it, was, are we going to talk about reserves? And I was like, no, just vote for your starters. So I thought that I uh, didn't really think about this very hard. but. Hopefully that meant that uh, we kind of tried to maybe spice it up a little bit. So if it gets a little weird, it's because probably we're all like, well, obviously like Giannis Tatum and be blah, 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 you know? And so it's like, maybe we tried to be a little fun in a couple of spots, I guess. Um, that's the plan here. Um, I guess, should we, should we talk about, should I say what the actual starters are? I guess that makes sense, right? Sure. Yeah. Hit us with the yeah. actual starting lineup. Okay. So in the East, the front court is Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. In the back court, it is Halliburton and Damian Lillard. I've forgotten who all the reserves are, so I'm not going to go over them. <laughs> uh, in the uh, uh, West, the front court is uh, Jokic, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. And the back court is Luka Doncic and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the starters. And um, 
I think one of the things that we'll talk to is, of course, Giannis and LeBron were like the two top vote getters again. So like, uh, those guys are like automatically in. So maybe we think like, oh, the fan voting, it's it's not, you know, because all fan voting, it's like not worthy, blah, blah, blah. So that'll be part of our discussion here. Um, But before we get started, I do have to remind everybody, don't fight your battles in the East or in the West. Fight every battle, always in your mind. Everyone is your opponent. Everyone is your teammate. Every possible series of events are happening at once. Live that way and nothing will surprise you. Everything that happens will be something that you've seen before. So. <laughs> you sound just, wa- just like Littlefinger there. <laughs> I am wild in today, guys. <laughs> God, that's so crazy. Anyway, uh, with, with that said, I guess, um, should we start with East, Co- East or West? Do you guys want to start with? Let's start with West, since we're all ostensibly nominally in the West. Fair. Okay. Uh, should we do? Uh, let's do backcourt first here. I'll pick that. So uh, we'll just each tell one of our guys we picked, and then then we'll do that again, basically. So Eric, why don't you tell me your first, uh, someone you picked here? Okay. Well, I will go ahead and get my spicy pick out of the way first here, which it is not that spicy. Uh, it it's Stephen Curry. Um, I think that if I was going purely by merit, I probably agree with who actually got the starting nod there, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I'm a homer. I'm biased. (laughs) I am unapologetically biased. Um, Steph in the All-Star game is fun. He, you know, the couple years ago when he won MVP of the All-Star game, you know, the year that they won the finals and just basically went nuclear at the all-star game that was hilarious mm-hmm. so he's 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 a great guard for this sort of contest because he shoots dumb threes and they go in and he throws dumb passes and they work uh and who cares about the turnovers in the all-star game <laughs> uh so so i think from an entertainment standpoint and from a homerism standpoint steph got my my all-star vote for one of the west backcourt spots and like he's been good enough this season that he deserved to make the all-star team as he did. Um, I, you know, I, I think if we're actually going to number crunch and talk about record and all that sort of things, like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, may, maybe, maybe not as deserving as, as previous Curry years, but uh, I'll, I'll have him as one of my all-star starters until he retires. Probably. Yeah. I guess my question for you is, uh, are you a little surprised he didn't get a spot? He's so he's on such a big popular team. I know that, Luca and SGA, like the NBA heads, are like, yes, these guys have been so good. But I mean, just the Warriors themselves are like a big. I am a little surprised. I think it's I think the team record and like his supporting Mm -hmm. cast really held him down. But yeah, like similarly to like to LeBron, like we talk about him making the LeBron's more popular than Steph by far. But Steph is still probably like the second most popular player in the NBA. I would I would argue still. Um. So I am surprised that like the fan voting maybe didn't get him there, but it, it's tough to argue numbers with with those two guys. That this, didn't get. The supporting cast thing is tricky, right? Like I get it, but at the same time, it almost the way I interpret it, I think it it makes Steph's case that much better that his the re, the rest of the team around him has been so uneven, right? Like Wiggins and Thompson, mm-hmm. a lot of guys on that team have not, and like Draymond hasn't been there for half the season so far. Yeah. So yeah, it in terms of like 
all star definitely like all NBA different story, you know. But it's like mm-hmm. yeah, for all star, sure. it's like I you you're, I guess oh, I forgot to do this before we did. What was your? Let's go back. Let's rewind. Pretend Eric didn't say Steph yet. <laughs> uh, what was your philosophy for voting uh, on your All Star here? I guess um, your your picks here. Um, I for voted me? for. Oh yeah. Go oh, for go ahead. I was say. I say I voted for. Uh, I'm I'm um, Monsieur Hater. I am Hater Prime. So I voted. <laughs> uh, I voted as a hater at some points, and then I I also voted for like because it's an All Star game, but for fun stuff too. So. That's why that picks are going to be stupid for the most part. <laughs> Fair. I I tried to vote for who I thought were the 10 most deserving players. And then I knocked off a player from a team I hate for the team that I love for my last spot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely will admit to homerism in mine. Um, but I, I have a similar criteria where I just, I, I tried to go with 10 players that I think are, have been the most impactful. And Sometimes that lines up with statistically impactful. Other times it doesn't. But I just like I do think the game of basketball is more than just the raw numbers. I mean, anyone mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's played it, or you know, they say the eye test, right? And I get that that yep. can steer you wrong. But I do believe to a certain extent in the eye test, where you see people and you see the way that they play, and even if the numbers don't always back that up directly, it you know, I think that that matters. So there's. It's not just like, oh, get the PER and the, you know, adjusted plus minus, blah, blah, blah. Like it becomes very boring if you just do number crunching. But a lot of the guys on this list are going to match up with guys that are statistically having amazing seasons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like that makes sense. So uh, now we know that Eric picked Steph. Uh, so I guess, do uh, you want me to go down or do you want to go here? Well, I'll go because I have another, I have a Homer pick, but it's. Uh, it's a homer pick that no one's going to be mad about because I, I picked Luca as one of my. Yeah. And it just, I mean, anyone that has seen any Mavs games, and speaking of supporting cast that is head scratching at times, like <laughs> he is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyone that does not think he's an all star is out of their mind. Yeah. I had him as a starter as well. Um, I picked some, uh, you mentioned raw stats and make fun of it. And I'm going to read some raw stats because they're kind of crazy for Luca. Uh, he's averaging 34.5 points per game, 9.4 assists, 8.8 rebounds. His shooting splits are 48.7, 37.4, 77.5. He's playing 37.7 minutes per game, which is a lot for the regular season. Uh, he's played in 43 games. And you mentioned supporting cast. The reason why I bring that up is Kyrie Irving has played 29. And I think the second best player in the team, Derek Lively, has played 36. So it's like, yeah, he's played a and lot of games without some of his best we guys. We should point out that the reason why Derek Lively is is the next up in terms of most valuable player is because of Luka Doncic. You put that, yeah. you put Lively on a, another team with a random average point guard, and he is not nearly as effective. No, yeah, he's such a perfect player for him. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, he's leading the NBA in points per game, and is third in the league in assists per game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, his usage is top in the nba obviously um but the efficiency like you were saying those shooting splits for being the highest usage player in the league to right. be that efficient is you know i mean like that's like jordan and lebron type players reach that level you know what i mean like not that luca's totally there but like it's it's that no. sort of season for him but yeah the fact that he's even in you know, like approaching that echelon at the age that he's at is is mind boggling. And I, you know, I can get pissed at his 
uh, you know, like griping at the refs or not, not always playing defense or whatever. But like this season, he has been incredible. Yeah. And I mean, he had a 70 point game this year already, too. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've checked lately, but he's really balling out. Um, I'm not so sure, like when we talk, you know, end of the year, because like I've been kind of pitching him as like MVP like his MVP case because like we're talking about his teammates stink, but I mean, they're not going to be good enough. They're eighth place yeah, right now. So, like for MVP, it's not going to be enough, but it's like, we're just talking all-star talking all in, you know, you're talking all NBA stuff too. He's going to be first team. It's he like, should, it's, assuming oh, he maintains anything like this in the second half of the season, he should absolutely be in the all NBA discussion. Oh yeah. It shouldn't even be a discussion. I don't think he's a lock. Like it's, that's a, this is like a unanimous all NBA sort of season out of him. Yeah. Right now. I, I can't see him not being first team to be honest. Um, when you think about the other guards who would potentially be in it, it's like, phew, it's yeah, hard I mean, to imagine him not being first team. The, the other guard that I think of is, I think, who's going to come up next when we talk about, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that I'll talk about. The other thing, too, I want to I mention with uh, Luca and his teammate, just as a, to point this out, too. Like, his team is so bad that they signed Grant Williams's contract this year, and we're like, he stinks so much. We got to trade him and a first round pick for PJ Washington. That's not like that's what's going on in the roster here. It's like, oh my yeah. god. So we think about like in a in a vacuum, we look at that trade. I think we all like PJ Washington going to to the Mavs, and it's good. But you think about the fact that they made the contract for Grant was just this off season, and they had to give yeah. a top two pick at first. It's like, what happened there? But that's beside the point. I mean, I like in, PJ. In our last recording, I liked that trade, right? That's because I, I did was too. actually like shooting the basketball, and then mm-hmm. somehow between then that recording and this one, he forgot how to play basketball. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, my, we we can move on to other players, but I will I will share with you guys my favorite Luca play, and this is something that only comes from the homerism of watching every Mavs game, is that at least once a game he will. The double team will come. I, th- I swear he gets blitzed and doubled more than anyone in the NBA, but the double team will come. He will miraculously pull some ridiculous pass, like hit a guy per- like right in the shooting pocket in the corner, and it'll be like our ninth best guy, and the guy will clank it off the backboard. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's, amazing, <laughs> it's brutal. Right? Where you're like, no, like, because it's, it's a pass that like three guys in the NBA, like Steph's another guy that has amazing vision. Like there's very few guys in the NBA that could even make that pass and he'll make it perfect right out of the double team. And the dude would just absolutely murder the shot. They're like no chance. And I'm like, that is Mavs basketball. right there. Right. I'm, I'm having yeah. flashbacks to Quinn cook shooting threes against the Raptors in the final or something. Like, Shellen knows my pain. Yep. Well, at least they shoot him. I could have Eric Bledsoe. He can't, he wouldn't even shoot it. Just drive into landings. <laughs> Turn it over. <laughs> oh, I remember the Eric Bledsoe era. Uh, get me out of here, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I guess I'll do Garden. Since I picked Luca, we'll just get into the other guy that I think Dan and I both picked here, which is SGA, so Shea Gildas Alexander. As I mentioned, he got the actual one, too. I picked him again. His numbers are really good this year, of course. 31.1 points, 6.6 assists, 5.6 rebounds, and 2.2 steals per game. He's such a mid-range killer. like. I was like, uh, how can I how can I point this out? Uh, his overall shooting is fifty four point seven, and he's shooting thirty five point nine from three. So he can't shoot the three ball very well, but like he's so good in the mid range, you know. And talk about team success, Oklahoma City coming into tonight tied for first, and I think he's probably right now second 
in the MVP. So I think we're going to say Embiid is. I think we're all going to just agree Embiid is can't out. be in the conversation yeah. anymore because uh, he's yeah. not going to make the games played. So he drops out, and then SJ probably moves up from three to two. So like he's been so good. Uh, we saw it in FIBA that he really was. That it was like he was ready to be the guy. And uh, this Oklahoma City team is really good. Uh, you know, I made the trade for Hayward today was interesting, but. Yeah, there's nothing really wrong to say about SJ other than um, it's unfortunate he has to play on the national team with like the most annoying player on earth. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for him, like he he kind of ascended last year. You know, last you know mm-hmm. it, we we've known basically since he got traded to OKC in the Paul George trade that he was the piece like the best piece among all of those first round picks even that that OKC was going to build around but then like to see it last year kind of dragging that team without Chet and all these things to the, mm-hmm. the play in and everything um but just this year yeah having the team success around him while having basically a similar uh, statistical season to last year but slightly more efficient even is is wild like I I don't know that any of us really would have said that we saw him shooting this well because he he was such a slasher uh, early in his career, so yeah, adding that mid range game, even if the three ball's not like a weapon for him, it like he doesn't need it with the athleticism and the mid range game that he has. It's yeah, like OKC I, is terrifying on offense and in transition because of him, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. No, I saw him as more of like a Pascal Siakam, and I and I don't mean that as a knock. I'm like he's a slasher. He's good. He's athletic. He's smart. But the leap that he took last year, really, it's impressive. Yeah, it was like uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, when they still have like 30 picks, I think, or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like they had all these picks and people were like, oh, are they like, how are they going to bundle them to get the guy? It's like, oh, they got the guy. Like, (laughs) it's like they they had him. (laughs) So they didn't need like all, they don't necessarily need these picks to draft the next guy or like the trade for the next guy. They needed like, trade for all the guys or get all the guys around the guy which is so crazy that they that's the hardest thing to do and they've got it they don't need to gamble in the draft to do it and or make like the big uh trade for a star it's like he's here i mean that's a it's it's very oppressive i'm he's been great um so they're definitely worthy i think of the fan vote and our our picks here too um Mm -hmm. so Unless anybody else has anything to say about backcourt here, um, nope. should we move on to frontcourt? Sure. Yep. All right, uh, Eric, why don't you start here again? Okay, I'll start, and I'll start with the super obvious one, uh, since I started with the weird one last time, the one that I'm sure all three of us have on there, the best basketball player in the world, uh, <laughs> Jokic, <laughs> um, uh, is is an easy include on any all-star list. I think if you don't have him, you're just being contrarian. Uh, like, two-time MVP, finals MVP now. He's not having the same level of statistical success this season as he has in seasons past. The Nuggets aren't having the same level of team success as they have had the past couple years. They're still very good. I mean, they're still right at the top of the West standings. He's still almost averaging a triple-double, and (laughs) which is hilarious to say that his stats are like worse than they have been when it's still like (laughs) 26, 12, and 9. (laughs) It's just, I mean, that's just bogus. Yeah, what was that weird Pistons game he had where he like, purposely didn't shoot the ball or didn't something like that ball. right yeah yeah it was such a weird game that was funny right but there's no player in the league that like dominates 
the floor like he does, especially offensively. Like he he is a one man offense to himself for that basketball team. Him his pick and roll with Murray's are literally unstoppable by any team in the NBA. His court vision is the best in the league. Like there's really not a whole lot to say other than like of course he's an all star starter. <laughs> Did you see his uh pump fake on uh dominating the other night? I don't think I did against the Blazers there. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was really funny. He like his pump fake is so good. Aiton turns around to look for the ball <laughs> and then Jokic just drives by him. It's so funny. Uh That's awesome. Uh it was so good. Uh yeah, he's Boy, he's man. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I um I, 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 I just want to add that he also needs to be an all-star starter for the same reason that you chose Steph is that him yes. in the all-star game is amazing. Yep, absolutely. Even though he gets yeah. picked second last in the draft, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, idiots, but like, just like someone that has that kind of smarts and passing ability in the All Star is fantastic. Like, that's what you want. Exactly, oh, and yeah. he's he's a fun center to have in the All Star game mm-hmm. beyond like everybody else too, because like nobody plays interior defense at all. So right. like a, a guy like Embiid could sit there and dunk on every possession if his team really wanted him to win the MVP or whatever. But Jokic is going to be out there doing like fun stuff with the other yeah. guys out there on the floor. Crazy, yeah. Any crazy any, like bomb full court lob passes exactly. and stuff. Like yeah. Moon ball any, threes. From, um, you know what? Yeah. Any defensive rebound he's going to get, he's just going to stand there let the other guys run down the court and just like baseball football pass it to guys down the court. Just like at 800 miles an hour. Like that's what he's going to do. <laughs> this is going to be like, I'm just going to do fun stuff. So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excellent pick. Do you think he's gonna? Uh, I guess uh, let's just do it here. Let's ask the question. Do you guys think he's gonna win MVP this year? No, it's so hard for anybody other than a guard to win it. It feels like. And oh, I just not, don't not, think not, not all star. Oh, meant, sorry, meant real MVP. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, with with Embiid out, Embiid was the sh- was was a shoe in for it at right. the pace that he was on before the injury. But I think it's probably Joker's to lose now. Right, because they're yeah. still they're definitely going to finish top couple seed in the West, and he's not going to slow down. Like again, I, I think I could see people voting for SGA if the Thunder actually pull away with the one seed or something, but I I don't know that'll happen. But that that's probably about the only guy that could really take it from is if if they fault, you know, OKC's the one and has a four game lead on Denver or something like that. Yeah, I I think the only. There's a couple scenarios I can see. Yeah, that one where like Oklahoma City just goes on a tear and wins like the one seed by like four games is a possibility. I think if the Mavs, if like, because right now Denver is in like a, a big log jam, so they could finish like fourth. So if Denver finishes like fourth, just because like it's so close, and the Mavs are somehow able to get like a top six seed, and Lucas sure. just puts up these numbers, I, I could be close enough. I guess it's going to be tough because. The maps. I, I don't think that's bring some sage over here, and I yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, and then the only other guy that I think people will start to consider is Giannis because he's putting up insano numbers. But um, I think the problem for him is going to be Boston's going to be so far ahead of Milwaukee, and Milwaukee yeah. had such a crazy uneven season that I don't know if he's going to be able to um, get it. And, and they don't like voting for him either. <laughs> and the narrative around him is not going to be fair to him either in that like yeah. well he got he finally got like the second superstar and now they're like worse as a team record wise and these sorts of things but like Only he's carrying not. harder than he has yeah. been yeah, <laughs> ever yeah. for Only them not you know his fault by the way so no absolutely not completely backwards 
Yeah, and I, I the media is tired of voting for him too. I mean, it's just the truth. Like they'll always put yeah. him top three at this point, but I, like I can't imagine what he'd have to do to get MVP again because they just uh, they just don't like voting for him anymore. And well, and to the earlier point, the Celtics are that good too. Like if, yeah. the, if the Bucks were number one in the East with a bullet, you really would have a compelling case. But the Celtics are pretty freaking good. Like yeah. I'm sure there are going to be a few people that vote Tatum just because of the Celtics, like record, right? Even though I don't, that's not how I see MVP, and I I don't think that's a good way to see MVP because I think it's like I'm more of the philosophy that like if you took that player off the team, right, and if you took Giannis off the current Bucks team, you guys are they lose like not 40 even to the Cavs. <laughs> Right, like if you right. replace these guys with another very good player at the position, but not MVP caliber, like let's say I put Paul George on the Celtics and Paul George on the Bucks, <laughs> like the Celtics are still a very good basketball team. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Bucks yeah. are in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, like struggling yeah. to be the, the final playing team, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, uh, I said this in the chat to you guys, I think it's, Probably gonna finish uh Jokic one, SGA two, Giannis three, and then what did I say? I said um who did I say is my last two people? Did I say like Luca four and And we thought maybe Tatum in there. Yeah. Maybe Tatum. I, and there was another player that I'm forgetting. Luka and Tatum getting a couple votes, but I just I really think it's I mean, honestly, to me, it was more interesting between Joker and Embiid before Embiid. Like, that was question was way more interesting than where we are now, where I think yeah. it's kind of anticlimactic with Embiid out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Kawhi Leonard. No wonder I forgot. Oh. I can't remember he plays basketball. I forgot. The Clippers, <laughs> the Clippers are freaking good, man, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about I, it here, Dan? I think. Uh, I mean, well, I just I was wrong. I thought the Harden trade was a bad idea, and I I have to say that I was wrong. They they figured out how to make it work, and I I do think Ty Lue is massively underrated as a coach. Yo, yeah, for sure. It's like, it, he it's just, he is a wizard. He knows how to figure. Out, I love that he actually played on the Wizards. That's really fun. But um, he just knows how to make that work. Yeah, I mean, we saw it for three consecutive playoff runs where he like cobbled together series wins and or at least competitive series missing his best players you know making things work with yeah reggie jackson out there making scoring 40 in playoff games and these sorts of things like he's a great coach and yeah that (laughs) it's the harden thing has worked out so much better than it really had any right to and we've got Lots of time where, like, their crunch time lineup has Russell Westbrook playing center <laughs> and guarding the upcoming team Dude, center. I'm, like, I'm here for that, honestly. That I know. A, watching him, like, back down the other team's, like, power forwards and get layups on them and then talk smack to their face. I love it. I love every bit of it. Right. And I mean, I was super high on the Clippers each of the last, well, maybe not last season, but like the couple seasons before, like they, they were the team that I was like, yeah, no, they're, they're the team in the West. And it's, gosh, I hope that they get a playoff run this year. I don't even, yeah. I don't even love the Clippers or these players, but like they deserve one good playoff run with all of them healthy. And it, I mean, it's the same thing with like the, the discussion around Embiid, right? Like I don't like Philly. I don't actually particularly like Embiid, but I want all the best players in the league to be healthy to see for the playoffs to be a true question of who's good. Right. And when you have health be the reason why, and like, that's, we go, Oh, the Clippers experiment hasn't worked. And it's like, yeah, because they haven't actually had health 
it all the way through the playoffs once in, since the entire since they traded SGA to get Paul George. Like they've just never had it. No. Did you vote for any Clippers for your your All Star line up there, Dan? I did. I voted for Kawhi, um, yeah. and that is definitely homerism because I grew up in San Diego, and he's like the only. I mean, I'm sure there's some other exception that I'm not thinking of, but he's the only modern NBA player that came out of SDSU that that amounted to anything. So definitely have the the hometown homerism for him. But I I, I think he's been fantastic this year. I I don't think it's actually that controversial of a, of a choice to pick him as an All Star starter. I think, well, the voting is tricky because, of course, LeBron being so popular, of course, he's going to get yeah. in. If you were, to, if I were to look at the actual like guys who started, I would have said Kawhi should have started over LeBron. Um, I think he's had a better season. He's on a better team. Uh, he's more impactful both ends of the floor. He's just doing way more. And um, I would think I, he should like merit based. He should start over LeBron, but like it was obviously it's a popularity contest, so LeBron gets in because. I don't know if you've heard about this, guys, but LeBron's pretty popular. <laughs> um, yeah. So, obviously, LeBron, LeBron is going to start forever. I have a feeling the year after LeBron retires, LeBron will probably get voted into that next year's All-Star <laughs> game just, <laughs> yeah. just because. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read... I'm going to read the Kawhi stat that I posted in our chat from, from Woj on Twitter there the other day. For a 30-game stretch there, the Clippers went 25-5. and five. Which is, you know, not just a Kawhi thing. That's great. Incredible team run. Kawhi had 26 points per game on 57% shooting, 51% from three, oh 92% free throw shooting. Oh my goodness. He's the first player. I mean, and this is the cherry picked piece here. He's the first player ever in the history of the NBA to go 55, 50, 90 over a 30 game stretch. That's crazy. Like, it's not homerism. The biggest mistake I made on my All Star ballot was not having Kawhi Leonard on it. And I mean, even granted, before, I voted before, like in the middle of this stretch, right? But like he was still good before that. But like after voting, it's my should, one biggest regret. Like, yeah, we need to call that out. Actually, we should have called it out at the beginning. Is that I made these choices like a while ago, and some of the people that I chose have actually since gotten injured, and like it just, yeah, like that's right. the problem with whenever you vote, and then reality like catching up to it is. Mm-hmm. You make a decision and you're like, eh, we'll get to some of those in the East too, because I have some of those too. But I, yeah, I, even even if he had not been playing as well as he had, I would have chosen him. That's why I'm calling myself out for homerism. But yeah, he, the thing that he's doing that makes me think of old Kawhi and makes me very happy is that he is at midcourt taking the ball from other people and going the other way with it. And that mm-hmm. makes me so happy. <laughs> Like if people do the claw thing from back, like from his uh, San Antonio and his mm-hmm. uh, Raptors days, but like people are afraid of him when he is in that mode. Yeah, when he's playing, like he is, he's playing at that level. When we last really saw him, it was like, boy, is he the best player in the league? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, he's that good. I, I always bring this up because I like to kind of rip Shellen about this a little bit. But like, if if uh, Zaza doesn't like undercut him and basically change oh. NBA history forever. Like <laughs> they freaking might have beat that Warriors team. Like they were yeah. whooping their asses in that Spurs game were before definitely that that good that year. Yeah, they could have done it. And of course Zaza injures him and like I said changes everything forever. But yeah, he was that good that like that Warriors team was in trouble against Yeah. He's <laughs> so good. <laughs> and like it yeah. It's crazy 
it, it's almost like Durant, like to be able to see some of these guys come back from these the these series of like lower body injuries and be this good is crazy. Like Kawhi's been injured and hurt for basically since his Raptor season. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. and it seems like every bubble. time that he's every time that he's healthy enough to play, we're reminded that he's just like a basketball robot that was sent to beat everybody. Yeah. Like it, it, like if he's healthy, he looks like one of the best couple players in the world. Was it and last that's year? That's where he's he was, at now. I'm sorry. Was it last year when he was like whooping the Suns and then it was like, oh yeah, he's got like a knee injury. <laughs> yep. like, yeah. He was no, like, he's had a series of knee. Yeah. It's I, I like, I'm just, I'm, I'm burning sage and knocking on wood and doing whatever superstitious stuff. Cause and Clippers are not even my team. Right. But I just, I want to see the best players go make deep playoff runs and play against the other best players. And like, that's, what I love about basketball. So right, I like the yeah. wolves and thunder and all these things are a good story, but give me seven games of nuggets and clippers in the playoffs as a oh, neutral basketball amazing. fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. That would like, be amazing. Especially when both of those coaches are really freaking good, like good players mm-hmm. and good coaches in a playoff series. Fantastic. Right. And yeah. weird mismatches with each other too. Like there's no Kawhi stopper. Well, like on the Westbrook, nuggets. there will be possessions where in that if that series happens, and God, I hope it does. Westbrook will be guarding Joker. And that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm that's not joking. It'll happen, and it'll be amazing. Yeah, because like like Ty Lue is going to try like every strategy possible. The because there's like two main ones that a lot of people try against the Nuggets, which is either like double Jokic, get the ball out of his hands, let him do any you know do anything, or single him and then. Let him score 80 points and just be like, yeah, nobody else is going to score. So it's like Ty Lue is going to try to mix and match all those things during the game to try to like confuse Jokic. It's going to be it's exciting um, to think about. I hope it happens like oh, the, um And then also we could get to see sweaty Steve Ballmer um, doing some weird fist pumps, too. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I, I do. Too. I do have a I do have a question. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the take yet here, Dan. I got to I got to rip uh, Eric some more here. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what a clipper is, right? Yeah, it is um like a like a haircut thing, right? You you put a guard over the top of it and run it over your hair to make it all the same length. Uh no, it's a it's a it's a boat, it's a ship. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. And um you know, I pride myself on my takes here, Shellen. And <laughs> I have a question about a player who um, might be out of contract at the end of the year. <laughs> no, that has a knowing, boat? <laughs> knowing his love of boats, do you think he's going to be a clipper next year? He's just going to be drawn in by the boat. All the boat uh, motifs will just be like, uh, I just have to be on the boat team. If Steph know. Clay or Dre ever play in another jersey, it has to be for some like obscure Eastern Conference team. Like I can't see, I cannot watch and see them in a, in like a rival team's jersey. Like if Clay has to go somewhere, send him to Charlotte or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, and that's where I would pick for Steph. By the way, like I, well, I sure, would bet, bet money that if Steph plays for any team that is not Golden State, it is the Charlotte Hornets because it's the hometown team. Yeah, absolutely. You don't like my Lakers trades that I've been throwing out there? Oh, wow, ridiculous. <laughs> There's no zero chance Steph Curry ever plays for the Lakers ever under any circumstances. No, yeah. there's happening. a higher chance that LeBron plays for the Warriors uh, than mm-hmm. Steph playing for the absolutely Lakers for sure. Because uh, just because the contract stuff. Um, so uh, okay, we've we've talked a lot of uh, here about the Clippers. Let's go. Uh, okay, <clears throat> let's get to 
it's time to get to weirdo time here. So, uh, okay, I want to I wanna preface my West front court by saying um, I, I went for fun and funniness. <laughs> so uh, all these players, I think, have cases to be on the All-Star team. But um, I went a little untraditional here. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, a long time ago, I shared or you shared me a funny meme of um Chamander <laughs> uh <laughs> Chameleon <laughs> and uh, I think he actually called him Charizard but um right for Stephen A for Stephen A and it was uh Charizard was Jokic uh Chameleon was um Sabotis and Chamander was Sanguine <laughs> Yes my pick here Elprin and Shangoon uh I know it's I had look the Fred Van Fleet take has to live somehow, right? <laughs> so I'm putting, yeah, I'm making crazy. making it relevant on my All Star team. Actually, his numbers are not that bad. Like if you you bring him up, I looked 21.6 points per game, 9.3 rebounds, 5.1 assists. Um, his overall shooting is 54.2. His three points terrible. Um, Can you refer to him by his correct name though, which is Baby Joker? <laughs> hmm. Um. Well, I'm, he's going to be Chamander from now on <laughs> for me. But uh, with with him, uh, I know that the, the point was the Fred Van Fleet take, and really it should have been the, uh, the Ime Adoka take, because that's actually what it turned out to, to have been. But, um, I mean, he's really flourished on a team that was abysmal last year. We, we hated the Rockets so much last year. We thought they were just, like, the worst team ever assembled. We were, we were so mad about them. Um and, yeah, and then, last and then the Detroit Pistons said, "Hey, hold my beer." <laughs> yeah, hold yes. my beer. Yeah, <laughs> and great. the Wizards. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, Shangud, he's had such a renaissance this year. I mean, we knew he was good last year; he was the best player last year. And like a lot of other players, Brooks, Van Fleet, as we've joked a million times, and some of the other guys have have uh, taken helped this team take a step forward. And like um, last year, at the according to Stat Muse, at the All Star break. They were 13 and 45, yeah. uh, really terrible. Uh, this year, they're 23 and 27. So they're like 10 wins better and uh, already. And so uh, part of it is like, boy, this team is just a lot better. And he's I think he's the main reason. Um, they're so lucky they did not get Brooke Lopez. Like talk about like roads untraveled, right? They thought they had him and then he reneged and went to the Bucks. Like he would not be having the season. And I don't think they would be as good if... Um, Brooke was on the team as opposed to Shangun basically running their offense because it prevents Jalen Green from running the offense. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've been really impressed by him. Uh, it's not like the strongest pick, but uh, I think his resume is pretty decent to be in the conversation. And uh, like I said, you got I got to represent the Van Vliet take on every possible podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he benefited a ton from just getting better supporting players around him, like, mm-hmm. like any playmaker in the NBA would. Like, yeah, guys who know how to play basketball. Yeah, that was the biggest problem last year. They didn't know, like, they, they thought they were playing football or some crap. I don't know what's going on on that team. So, um, yeah, Shangun, baby, that's uh that's my pick. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I picked a similar guy to Jokic, but I picked, uh, like you said, I picked baby Jokic. You know, I'm in the nascent sage of my my picks here. But mm-hmm. uh, Eric, hit me up with uh, another front court guy here. All right, mine, uh, and this is the guy I probably should have bumped for Kawhi if I could have revoted, would be the 
probably best player in the first half of the season for the Los Angeles Lakers, and that would have been Anthony Davis, mm, um, yeah. not LeBron. Probably right. And he has cooled off a little bit here uh, January, February, since we we did the voting. Because again, I think we voted like January 15th-ish was when ballots closed. So it's about a month ago, yeah. uh, almost yeah. from time of recording. And the Lakers are not great <laughs> obviously but <laughs> they looked so good at the beginning of the season time's up winning the in-season tournament and hanging the banner and all these sorts of things and it was mostly davis really playing like a defensive first team sort of guy he's played 48 games this season um you know we knock on him all the time for for missing games you know the day to davis nickname is stuck with him for a reason and that has not been the case this year his three-point shooting is still terrible uh which is just hilarious again that the bubble he shot so well, but oh, yeah, uh, like he's he's been the player this season that the Lakers had hoped he had would have been like the entire time that they've traded since they traded for him. So that that's kind of why I gave him the All Star nod. He's playing like one of the best two way forwards in the league for sure right now. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said because he was also on my starter ballot. Oh wow! You guys both picked him. Okay, interesting. He's, it's, I mean, it's the two-way player part, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's, his his defense has been fantastic. He's rebounding. He's hitting his mid-range. He's a weapon on offense. Like, he's everything they had hoped he would be. But of course, then like I voted, and then he he was out <laughs> for a bit again. You're like, yeah, experience, perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he still has those weird games where like. The other team doesn't have a big guy, and somehow he ends the game with twelve and four. And you're just like, "What were you doing all game, man?" But but then he has the the monster games too, like he did, you know, like against the Pacers to win the the NBA Cup or whatever. Like it's just he, a little bit hot and cold sometimes, but has been mostly hot this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you were to pick uh, that, he's more deserving. I should say he's more deserving than LeBron. Uh, LeBron's had a good season, but I think sure. AD has so far been better. And as you as you said, he's been their better player, uh, or, you know, for the Lakers this year than LeBron. So, yeah, I think it makes sense to pick him. Um, I hate the Lakers, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I told you, Monsieur hate there. Not gonna pick uh, certain teams. So, uh, Dan, did you want to say one, or do you want me to go so that I pick my second here? Because you just said you picked AD. Yeah, no, it's all you. It's okay. All, uh, all right, so how do I talk about my last two here? Um, it's an important reason why I picked these two. I guess we'll get to to it. Um, I picked, because I said I wanted fun. I picked Wemby, guys. Like, talk about a fun mm. player, right? Uh, he's averaging 3.1 blocks per game, and then he's <laughs> he's averaging 20.4 per uh, 20.4 points per game and 10.3 rebounds in 28 and a half minutes <laughs> like oh my god like he's just like he, none of his teammates know how to pass him a basketball even though he's got a catch radius uh the size of literally texas <laughs> like they don't under, seem to understand that he's open um so he could have like even more numbers especially if they had started trey man who actually knows how to pass a ball instead of uh sohan as the point guard for truck of the season uh that was like secret tanking in my opinion, but uh, yeah, he's been, he's really fun player. Uh, his three point shooting is just not there yet. It's pretty disappointing to be honest from what we saw. We're hoping. Yeah. 
yeah, and hoping he's just it's just not there yet. Um, maybe it's uh, there could be a myriad of reasons why it's just not there yet, but whatever. Uh, but he's just like such a fun defensive player. Like the other night when he literally like snatched a ball out of <laughs> out of the air like your dad would do if you when you were in the driveway when you're like six or whatever was crazy. And he just uh, so many times we like share each other like screenshots of him doing something. <laughs> hey, yeah, it just looks fake. Look yeah. Like I love that he is in the uh, skills challenge yes. for All Star Weekend. That's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, what was that? Uh, one I shared, and it was like some guy was like six eleven or whatever, and Wemby looked like he was like eight feet tall compared to him. There was uh one where it was like uh Embiid was next to him, and Wemby was so much bigger than him. It was like, and his defense, like just the size in his defense, has made a huge difference. He's wiping guys out in three pointers. Um, I mean, I've just enjoyed. The Spurs suck, man. They're terrible. But uh, and like I said, they don't know how to pass him a basketball a lot of times, which is really frustrating. When he's like posting up, he's wide open, or he's running to the, the lane. It's like he's wide open, and like the guy's like, you know what I want to do? Drive and uh, get my shot blocked, or drive and turn the ball over, or take an ugly shot, and they'd rather do that than pass the ball. But um, as far as a fun player goes, I can't imagine um, a whole bunch more players in the league that you would just describe as like. This guy's just fun. It's so crazy. And Tammy does something like his ability to where he can dunk from and like his he did that. Sh- he did the sham God the other day. It's like he's just fun. So I picked it because of for fun. Yeah. Nope. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I like that in general for um, all star choices is like who's going to be. I mean, the guy that can get a steal while he's guarding his man at three point line. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to see that. I, want, I understand defense is not played, but the fact that like people don't expect him to be there and then he is, and the way my favorite Wemby thing from this season, and I, I get the statistical stuff. I think he's a rookie, and I think he'll improve, but my favorite thing is when guys that are used to having space as shooters realize that <laughs> they don't have space and yeah. get terrified. It's amazing to watch. Like If you pull it up on YouTube of like people getting shooters getting afraid of Wemby because they'll be into their motion and they'll think like, oh, I'm about to let this fly. And he's like, oh, I'm about to spike this into the third row. And then they'll just like suddenly pass it. It's so great. Right. We talked, you talked all the time about like Curry's gravity on the Warriors for their offense and just like how different that was than everybody in the league. It's similar to Wemby on defense. Like there are so many not even just shot alters, but shots that just don't get taken because it was him and not literally any other player in the NBA there. <laughs> like, like this guy probably takes that shot even if it was Gobert there, but he's not because it's Victor. <laughs> you know, like yes, it's yeah. it's wild. Yeah, I, the thing that I'll never get over is how far away he can be to block a three point shot. Like it's so yeah, crazy. Like a You'll foot be like in the paint. <laughs> yeah, he's like nowhere in the play, and the next thing you know, he's got a blocked three point shot. You're like, what? <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. It's so confusing. It's uh, yeah, he's just fun to watch, uh, even if that team is not. So I'd like to see him in the All Star game to see him with some better players in, in an up and down game where guys are will actually pass him the ball and mm-hmm. just to watch him like do some crazy stuff. I think would be pretty fun. So yep, it would be. It is, and I know you all. We all love OMB, and I, I mentioned. Got to make sure we can always talk about Lord of the Rings now because of OMB. So perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric, why don't you give us your last? Yeah, my last one's another like kind of 
obvious one, or at least felt obvious for me for voting, and that's Durant. Um, mm-hmm. And just he's having a very Durant season. You know, he's averaging what like twenty eight, six and a half, five and a half again on very close to 55 50 90 shooting or 55 45 90 shooting like the suns are a little disappointing for what people would have wanted but that's mostly been on beal and booker not being on the floor like he's played 44 games already like he's he's on pace to play enough games to make all nba teams and that sort of thing so it's not his problem that the Suns are faltering. And if anything, he is keeping them afloat long enough for them to hopefully click in time yep. for the playoffs there as their hope. Like, so it, it, nothing flashy or sexy. It's just another Durant season. And any Durant season is good enough to be an all-star starter. He's just that good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm in total agreement that the Phoenix issues are trading all these assets for, you're the third guy of your big three plays 40% of the games that he can play. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I agree with your, your assessment that, uh, the Suns have been fine this year. They're yeah, probably, they're not bad. You, they're, they're, yeah. As you mentioned, a little disappointing. Uh, they do have the potential to be like right out of the, the five seed tied with New Orleans. Um, so they're like, they have the potential to be really, really dangerous, of course, because of their big three. But yeah, you're right that Kevin Durant has really kind of buoyed that team with his level of play this year and kept them like, boy, if, if he was playing like, what, 15% worse, they'd be, you know, in seven or eight, seventh or eighth, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so his level of play has really kept them safe because obviously, obviously you don't want to be in the play. Like, we say that all the time. It's so dull, <laughs> you know? Right, um, and I'm not sure that there's a more like just consistent scorer player in the NBA than him. Like, if you go look at his game log, like I said, he's averaging 28 points a game. It feels like almost every single game is somewhere around 30 for him. Like, he he, he just shows up and gives you what he's going to give you every single night. He he's not having his scoring average boosted by these crazy 60 point games and these sorts of things. It's just like, nope, Durant scored 26 on us today oh grant scored 32 on us like it's just going to happen every night there's nothing you can mm-hmm. do about it yeah um yeah, i can't really argue against durant i think uh certainly worthy player for the vote and for making it on your team dad did you also have kd no i actually did not um who did you have then it was so mine were ad joker and Kawhi. oh that's right okay. that's right Okay, I forgot we, we yeah, because we you guys doubled up. My bad, my bad. Uh, oh, I mean, I I considered him, and honestly, I don't know. This is this is why I say the 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 homerism thing is that like I just really wanted Kawhi to be a starter, and then the AD mm-hmm. thing was because I he's frustrated me so much in the past that the fact that this season he actually is playing and he's playing well. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, I think that gave me a, things, in there right? too. Yeah, the way Shellen said it was perfect. Like what everyone said, what all the talking heads said, the Lakers were getting when they traded a bounty of assets to get him. By the way, like you see all these players that they all were good. All of the young Lakers actually were good players. It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. no, like like ninety percent of the guys in that trade that were not him were actually ended up like being relevant on other teams. But um, it's yeah, like they thought they were getting a certain player, and this season he finally looks like that player. So I feel like it's he's worthy of it. But yeah, I, I KD, I, I can't disagree with what you guys said. Like KD is is an obvious choice any year. I just 
I don't know. Like, it's more of a me hating on Phoenix because I think the whole way that team is constructed is absurd, and mm. I don't like Grayson Allen. So that's what <laughs> for me is that I don't like Grayson Allen. There you go. I, I right. also do not support serial killers, so I agree. Um, so uh, my last one here. So I said I kind of um, could figure out how to discuss my last two here, and that should have hinted at who I was picking here. If I was when I told you I picked Wemby, I was picking a Chet? second. Oh, yeah, it's Chet, baby. Because it's so funny to have fucking Chet uh, have uh, Chet and Wemby play because they hate each other. So you've got to put the Thin Towers with Shangoon. Oh, it would be so funny because they, be they hate each other's guts. So, like, yeah, like I told you guys, I thought I picked for funny, too, and fun, and that would be so funny. Like, Chet has got, like, numbers that are interesting, you know, 2.6 blocks per game. He's shooting 39.4% on threes on 4.3 attempts. Like, obviously, OKC again with the Shea thing, you know, tied for first. He was, we could talk about how, like, the thing that the Thunder didn't have last year was they needed more outside shooting and they needed rim protection. And Chet has provided both those things. He was the missing piece and blah, 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 all the stuff. He does have a good enough, like, stuff that he's played well, but it's just because I, I thought it'd be so funny to have Wemby and Chet on the team. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, chat for chat for the lols. I, um, it would all like it would also just be funny to have like those two giants out there playing together with each other, and like also they weigh like 120 pounds total. So like, uh, just seeing it would be something else. So, mm-hmm. um, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot to say about that pick, other than I, you know, I mean, we kind of talked about OKC stuff already with with Shay and. Uh, their potential and um, I don't know. Do we talk about the Hayward thing? Maybe we can talk about that later, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, Chet, it is. So, uh, let's recap our teams here. Eric, for the West, who did you have? Just read this. I list. had Steph, Luca, uh, Davis, Durant, and Jokic. Dan, you had? I had uh, Shea, Luca, Kawhi, AD, and Joker. Okay, I had uh, Luca, SGA, Shangun, Wemby, and Chet. <laughs> that's not, that could be like the front court in like three years, though. Like, like legit. It could, could be. Like, that's fair. Um, so, um, yeah, I had to. Yeah, whatever. Of course, you know, it's gonna come with some stupid stuff. But uh, let's go to the East here. Um, we'll do reverse order, so I'll start this time here. Um, I picked. Who did I start with? I will go with Brunson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got good numbers. Uh, you know, twenty-seven point two points per game, six point five assists. He's shooting forty-one point one percent on threes on six point five attempts, so pretty high volume. Um, I don't. Do we want? Should we just talk about the Knicks now and their potential? I guess maybe here. Um, sure. They they've yeah. been so good so far this year. Like. And he has been the engine, of course, that has uh, pushed them to where they are. Right now, they're in fourth, but they are... They had uh, a very active uh, trade deadline, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not even just the deadline. I think we talked about it, you know, on the last episode, too. But, like, giving Thibodeau OG there, yeah, OG. like, yeah. really unlocked that team's potential, truly. Yeah. Like, like, having quickly and... RJ Barrett and these sorts of things like they were good enough players to get them into the second round last year and these sorts of things but there's no question that just massive upgrade 
defensively that this team has with OG out there. And now, yeah, a couple of great deadline moves for depth. Like they are the deepest. Well, them and the Celtics are both like crazy deep NBA teams, especially for this era of CBA. And it works differently for both of them because the Knicks only have like the one true star and he's getting paid way less than star money Mm -hmm. in Brunson. Um, So they've built this roster around him incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah. They they have so many Tibbs players too. Like, mm-hmm. there's they like actually for uh, this is uh, for the Knicks. This is shocking considering how stupid they've been for so long. They actually like understood what they were doing for once, and they were like, "Hey, we have to target certain types of players." You know, I'm sure that they wish they could get move Randall for something else just because he's like he's such a pumpkin in the postseason. Um, and I'm sure I don't know if we'll talk about him in the front court here, but you know, um. He's often been Knicks fans hate him because he just sucks in the postseason. But uh, and that could be their Achilles heel is he's their second best player. And if he can't uh, on offense, um, if he can't show up and he plays like crap again, that they're probably going to be in trouble. Uh, I, mean, they don't I, have- I contend that his style of play does not lend itself to postseason basketball. Was really I don't think so. Fundamental issue. Yeah. Um, so they could be in trouble. They they should try to get add a little bit more guys who can create with like uh Bojan and stuff because like what was that the Lakers game right where they just basically doubled Brunson got the ball out of his hands and like they couldn't score for like eight minutes or whatever because nobody mm-hmm. else could run the offense so like that could be an issue but that's that's down the line like Brunson's been so impressive he's really the heart and soul of the team um obviously we thought you know um the Villanova Knicks we discussed them on a tv show we thought they were so funny I am worried you know uh they did uh, the, the vibes were immaculate. They screwed him up. They uh, traded Arcia. Uh, what's his name? Archie Dinocchio. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could be I a problem. You're upset and you don't know how to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky one. Yeah. Um. But uh, long term, I think uh, I do think they could go to the finals this year. I know that's a big, big, uh, a big prediction. But I'm not obviously the Sixers and B. We have no idea what's going on with that team, and I think it's just going to get a bad seed, which is going to be an issue. Not impressed by the Bucks this year, and I mean the Celtics, the the um, they can't ever close a game, and if Porzingis gets injured, which is not outside of the real possibility, um, you know if the the uh, Knicks can get like a two or the three seed and not have to face them until the conference finals, I think I think they could do it. Um, Celtics are the most talented dumb basketball team I've seen in many years. <laughs> yep. That that's true. That's true. I can't believe us. Yeah. Oh my god. It was just yesterday like Tatum had a horrible shooting at and he shot the like 18 threes and I was like, "My god, dude. Uh just drive every once in a while, you know." When when he drives, he's so like so effective. You're like, "How do you not realize that you have the answer to your <laughs> problem, right?" Problem, right. right. <sighs> yep. I know. So frustrating. That's yeah. Um, but uh, Dan, why don't you give me your uh, one of your backcourt picks? I'm gonna go with a spicy one, actually. Um, and with the caveat that this was a month ago that I chose this, but I actually chose Tyrese Maxey as one of my starters. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason why, and Brunson would have been my other choice, and we already just talked about Brunson, so we won't go there. But, um, the reason why I chose him actually is that I think that. Like, if you go pure statistics, I don't think he's a starter. Definitely not popularity-wise, but screw the popularity contest. Uh, LeBron's 
corpse will be an all-star for the next 20 years. <laughs> um, no, the reason to me why he's an all-star is because he filled in the shoes of James Harden and on a team where like obviously Embiid is the the focal point of that team, but like the way that he filled in as as the Robin to Embiid's Batman is freaking impressive for how young he is. So I just I just really like I don't like Philly and I don't have any particular reason to like Maxi, but I'm just impressed with how he's played this season. And he's maybe a better Robin to Embiid's Batman because Harden was still kind of trying to play that, you know, as Bill yes. Simmons would call it, first banana roll, where yes. Maxi is very, very clearly deferring to Embiid uh, on that team. Yep. And his like more slashing style versus Harden's like need for four out play, I think works better for for letting Embiid cook. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what they and people said this for years uh, before this was like what they need from Maxi too is they need a change of pace because Embiid is such a deliberate slow player that they need somebody who's a little bit more chaotic who can push the pace who can change things up and like Harden's a pound the air out of the ball guy so you're playing yeah. two yeah when they had that it's like welcome to slow offense guys <laughs> like it's just what it is so you need a little bit of that um different stuff from maxi so i think it's really helpful for him and since Embiid has been out i mean they've really needed him that team stinks uh <laughs> kind of without well, I mean, uh, Embiid, this, but... this choice looks completely like it was dicey when i made it but it looks ironic yeah. now but it's like well obviously i didn't know Embiid was gonna be out for probably until the playoffs but... right right and max is the only guy on the team well they made the, so tried to make some trades today to help but he was like the only guy who could do anything so it was like they yeah i, I get why like that almost makes it like even more impressive to me it's like now he's gotta be the guy because they have no one else you know mm-hmm yeah. Yep. So so for me, Brunson was one of my picks uh, for the backcourt. And then the other one uh, probably should be obvious considering he's who I talk about now on every single one of these for my new my new favorite NBA team. <laughs> um, and that would be Tyrese Halliburton uh, is yep. my other backcourt. Where's the damn ball? The yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I just let's see here. I had it pulled up and then I clicked away so I could look at a couple maxi things really quick, which is funny. Uh, here we go. I'm just going to read a couple, a couple just random numbers for you guys here. Uh, 17 and 0, 18 and 2, 15 and 3, 23 and 2, 20 and 0, 14 and 2, 16 and 1. These are just like random cherry picked games of assist to turnovers that he's had this season. Um, oh, I thought that was wow. our I thought that was our one on one game. Me against Wow, <laughs> could have been either. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, he obviously leads the NBA in assists. He, they're not exactly the same player, but he feels like a modern pace and space version of like taller Steve Nash in the way that mm-hmm. they play the game and see the floor and the way he shoots the ball, even though he's when got he that ugly set things. shot. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, he's still shooting. His three point percentage has dropped a bit here as the season's carried on, but but still forty percent in this month uh, for him, which has been great. Again, he had the little stretch where he was injured, and then on a minutes restriction, so we haven't really gotten to see him play with Siakam too much, uh, which should be great once they they can finally both be healthy and clicking. 
he, he seemed like a no-brainer backcourt pick for me. Like, he, again, we're talking fun in the All-Star game. Like, who could possibly move more fun than Halliburton throwing the ball to all these forwards out there in the East when they don't? Because the East does, is is going to have a lot fewer true playmakers than the West does, I think, to be able to throw on the All-Star team. Um, so we, we need one there for him. Yeah. I mean, he, you mentioned his numbers. He's His free throw percentage is going to be an issue, but he's close to 50-49. He's at 40. Oh, and I checked this morning. He or this afternoon, he was uh, 49.8, 39.7, 85.6. So, like, the shooting numbers are fine. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, I also picked him. Um, I'm sure you're shocked that I was like, I got to pick this guy from Wisconsin. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Uh, well, I can't believe you didn't pick Dame. The actual all-star starter. Well, <laughs> that's because Halliburton knows what quick trip is, okay? Uh, that's he... fair. <laughs> Dame's still learning. Yeah, that's right. Uh, once Dame shows up in the, uh, with the quick trip um, advertisements, maybe things will change for me. But uh, also, um, why does Halliburton dress like he's like a page boy in 1928? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with him and his fits, but um, that's also, I think, noteworthy is what his all-star fit would be. Um, just really, um, right. Well, we don't get wet Westbrook at the, at the all-star game anymore. Right. So we need somebody to, to talk to on, on this side of things. Right. It's like a uh, weird in the opposite of way. Like Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks is right. weird. And like, a, he tried to be edgy. Talburn's weird to like, do you think you're supposed to be teaching like classics at like a tenure track at like a small private college or something? I don't know what has to happen <laughs> with you, man. Um, and hey man, uh, this isn't going to read itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you mention the IST performance, uh, Eric? And like, I did not, that, but yeah, um, dragged them through the to the finals there against the Lakers and al- almost brought them back in the fourth quarter of that game, too. Yeah. So that's got to be a feather to scap, too, is like, what well, the, the joke everybody pointed out was that he had he knew his first game on TNT because he had never been on TNT before. And then they got to the IST and then he balled out so like right they had one nationally televised game mm-hmm. this season other than those in-season tournament games is all so that's, that's crazy he made the most of it they'll have more next year <laughs> for sure um so i agree i had halliburton love the pick um i kind of i uh it was funny do you remember when we were at uh three of us at con of the rings we were trying to tell uh john leo who to pick for his team because he had uh he was moving and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, maybe we should just stick with uh, the Pacers. They got some kind of interesting players. And uh, Red and Gray was there, like, pumping them up. Because I was like, don't be a Timberwolves fan, which is funny, because now it's just good. But, uh, yeah, now I kind of hate the Pacers, though, because I have to in principle, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, stole yep. that, they stole that ball. Um, <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, popped it. They popped it. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but, but whatever. He's- he was also on my ballot, and all that I will add, I agree with what you guys have said, but I will just add that he is like Joker, and that it's just very fun to watch him play basketball. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It is, it is, he's a perfect choice for the All-Star game because it brings energy and great court vision, and he can shoot, and he's got that sauce. So it's mm-hmm. good. Perfect yeah. choice. Yeah, I guess my only negative would be, I think I would rank it... Uh, Whitefish is probably Cod Tilapia than Halibut. I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, always fr- I his name. I cannot oh not think gosh. of that freaking Whitefish man. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> There's no way for me to not think about that. I love fish, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, 
Uh, we don't what have do time think, for my. What do you think about Tim Burton as a movie director? Because he also uh, has Burton in his last name. Yeah, um, early <laughs> stuff much better than his later stuff. I think he got a little That's bit fair. too much. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love himself, how you veer us off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> right, doesn't take much. Just a little blow on the steering wheel, and we're. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm like that. Uh, that sped up video of that guy in like China driving the bus down the. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, like Bouton or whatever. Yeah, that's basically just me. Uh, anyway, let's do East Front Court here before we go even more off track. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll do I'll do the obvious one here. Uh, because of course I of course I picked him. Uh, I picked Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. this uh, like his his stats are like of course crazy. You know, thirty one three points per game, eleven point three rebounds, six point three assists. He's, his shooting is sixty one point one percent this year, and he's probably shooting like sub 30% on threes. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, you're so you're shooting like 65% in, in on twos. Uh mostly because he just dunks the ball all the time um and lays it up all the time. But he's playing like hit you know, we talked a little bit earlier about him in the MVP. He's like he's playing nuts though, like guys. He's like you watch him and he's like he's playing even harder than normal. It's really weird. It's like um I don't quite understand <laughs> I don't quite get it. I'm like, wow, he's like a even more crazy on the court than he normally is with his uh his uh level of play. It's it's interesting, but um, there's a lot to talk about the Bucks. We've talked about it a million times with the problems with them, the stuff that I hate. Um, you know, I think uh, who was it that I had here? I had somebody with um. Oh, another player that I'll talk about a little bit had more blocks per game than Giannis because they keep pulling away from the freaking basket because of the, all the defensive stuff. And I haven't been a fan of some of his um. Uh, uh, gambling for the steals, you know, the switching on the perimeter, but hopefully that'll change because it'll go back to a little bit more of the old defense. And um, uh, was it just the other day they played the Suns and when Giannis was like the primary defender on KD, he went like one for six or something like that. So it's like, yeah, he's still really good. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, what is there to say, right? <laughs> yep. Like we see with a lot of these players that have to carry so much more of the offensive load like you know because Giannis was a defensive player of the year guy for a while and hasn't felt like that for a a little while but that's not because he's worse on defense it's because he has to carry so much of the load on offense that he cannot Mm -hmm. play like that night in and night out on the regular season on both ends of the floor like you just can't absolutely no as as someone that has Luca on my team I have to I have to vote Giannis on principle because I I feel your pain where you have one player that is transcendently <laughs> talented and is very consistently let down by lesser talent around him and you're just like ah it's very frustrating yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was obviously on he was obviously on my ballot as well yeah no no surprise we picked Giannis so let's um Oh, did you see the kind of uh, interesting? Uh, I'm not gonna actually. Cl- I'm not gonna clown here. I thought this was kind of cool. Was uh, one of Giannis because like Giannis's shoes this year. I've complained about him a few times. I'm like, why does Giannis have University of Kentucky themed shoes? Why does he have UConn themed shoes? I don't understand what the point of that is. He didn't go to college in the United States. I'm like, he didn't go to college at all. So I don't get it. But uh, his All Star ones are kind of cool because they're um, themed. One is. Uh, for him and one is for the Nassus because like they used to share shoes when they were younger. So that's kind of that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. I think um, that's a pretty that's like it's a famous story, but I think that's a pretty cool thing uh, because yeah. I don't think the Nassus is going to be on the team next year. So he's got something for him. I damn <laughs> hope. Like now it's clowning time, but like the Nassus, like he's like a, 
he is like the bizman in that um in that pairing because he's the guy who like told Giannis how to like sign all this extension to be with the Bucks or whatever. Like I I, I appreciate Thanasis's cheering on the sidelines, and I appreciate that Jay Crowder can hold them back with three fingers from a fight, but. <laughs> He's he's not he's not good guys. We had to fill that min that min with somebody else, and we can move the NASA to some front office job. I don't care. We can make him an assistant coach. He can't be on the team anymore next year. I'm sorry, Giannis. Like, <laughs> right. we, we need we need to roll the dice on somebody who could potentially be useful. We know the NASA is not. So please let it every, let him. Every team needs an assistant in player development. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's a. I, w- I do want to point out something really important. They do have his bird rights, so that's that's always useful. We can <laughs> yeah, who cares? Um, my next guy. Uh, uh, I feel I good about. Oh, uh, we all picked Dan's up. I think great. Oh, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we all picked him. So yeah, I guess you can go from the top so, if you want. So we just should we just re- re- restart here? I guess right. If that makes sense. I think we might have a lot of overlaps here. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of overlap. Oh, yes. Let's have Dan have his second one. Okay, okay, okay. I you forget that I am Monsieur Hater of the. I did forget that. But yeah, let's have Dan go here. So I I chose Tatum, and yeah, it's it's another I think obvious choice. I mean, the Celtics are really good. He is very good. some dumb things in the fourth quarter but um the interesting thing for me is how as good as that team is he was the only obvious choice as an all-star and Mm -hmm. i I do see that team as one of those like they're very good because they're Mm -hmm. well coached and they're very well their roster construction is very good they fit together really well but i don't actually think for example that you know, uh, I, I don't see Porzingis as an all-star. I think Derek White is very good, but I don't think he's an all-star. I don't think Drew Holiday is an all-star. Like, they just have a lot of really good players. But other than Tatum, like, I, I don't Brown. actually think. Brown is good, but. Process of elimination gets him in. That's it. He's better this year than he was last year. Last year, there were times when he was a liability, frankly. Mm-hmm. So he, he's, you could make the argument that he's an all-star this year. But to me, I really think he's an all-star by virtue of being in that system. And I'm not convinced that if he was elsewhere that he would actually be as good as he is. But Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, I I, I kind of just agree on the Tatum thing. It's he seems like my most boring all-star pick. Cause you know, I think my top two front court guys in the East who I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second were just such obvious shoe ins. And then I kind of looked at this and I, I didn't have quite the player hater uh, thing that the Brad did obviously. So he was kind of just <laughs> like, who else was I going to pick for the third spot on the East forwards? Like yep. Ben Caro, maybe yeah, I guess like, but Tatum's definitely better. He he's got slightly increased efficiency and slightly decreased counting stats from last year where he was, you know, like first team all NBA good. He's not first team all NBA level this year. Um but he's still definitely all star starter level. And the East just didn't have a lot of <laughs> players that you would could make a compelling argument over him for one of those front court spots, I don't think. That's yeah. exactly how I felt. Yeah. East gets thin, like it would have been interesting um if they had done like previous years with the draft where they didn't necessarily care about east v west and then filled because we have some a uh, couple east guys are out um and then they have to put those spots those guys are those are what the west players easily like yeah by far um 
I think we would have had more West players than East players. So, yeah, because, like, you know, when you said, I basically said, Brown's got to be an all-star by, like, process of elimination. When you start, like, mm-hmm. being like, okay, we have the three obvious ones. All right, let's start looking down the list. You're like, I guess, I guess, like, like Randall, I guess, yep. Brown, yep. You just got to, like, check mark guys. You're kind of like, eh. But you're like, uh, what are you picking, like, freaking Jarrett Allen? Like, Bam is an obvious one. Bam's got to be, but it's like, Jimmy hasn't played enough games. You know, it's like, yeah, you start going to the list. You know, right, is Julius Randle actually an all star? Like, no, <laughs> I mean, he is, yeah, but but it's like, yeah, just kind of like, and as we said, there's not enough Celtics guys where you're really hot on them where you're like, yeah, they got to be in it. They're like, all of the guys are, a lot of the guys are borderline. And that, that was evidenced by like how it went down here at the, the films and stuff. But it's like, yeah, I mean, Tatum's had a good season. Uh, you mentioned numbers down, probably because I think last year did smart. Missed time and Rob Williams did so probably mm-hmm. not really why. And Drew hasn't missed like any time. So, um, but yeah, I, um, I'm a hater, so I didn't pick him. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't it. stand watching the Celtics. Uh, for not only just not like him, but like as Dan has brought up a thousand times because he's right. We our chat. I hate watching them in the fourth quarter. I cannot stand <laughs> it. I just I just want to like smash my head against the wall watching them just jack up three after three after three with like no game feel a game flow understanding. I'm just like. Somebody learn how to play damn basketball. It's just so frustrating. Um, that's why, like, it's it's as bad as we think the Bucks are. It's like if it's like a three point game with a minute left in the game, game, are you going to pick the Bucks or the Celtics? You pick the Bucks because their players are just like way smarter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Um, so yeah, they're they're part of the reason because they frustrate me. I think if they didn't frustrate me in the fourth quarter so much, I'd probably like them a little bit more. But we they're on TV so much, and I have to watch that stupid putrid fourth quarter offense so much. And I'm just like. Kill me. Um, so I didn't pick him. You mentioned one of the guys I picked here, uh, Eric. I picked uh, Paolo. Mm-hmm. Um, so his numbers are, eh, you know, not the best. Only like 23 points, 6.9 boards, 5.1 assists. Eh, either, uh, they're only an eighth. It, was, it looked a lot better like earlier when they were in like third, you know, uh, for a good chunk of the season. They've really kind of slid a little bit, but I think it had to do with Franz was out for a while i looked it up paolo has played 51 games france has played 43 and the team is not really good enough to miss their second best player um yet you know and paolo is probably not good enough to just carry a team the way like a Giannis or somebody could or Jokic could for a while or kd as we mentioned right uh if another guy was not as good um but i think he's played really well this year he is their most important player in offense i wish he was a little bit more efficient but um He's and he's probably the like he's not the best defender and that defense is built on but that defense is or the team is built to play really good defense. But I I but I think he's had a good season. Um and he I was a little surprised he got the last spot on the reserves when it got announced because I didn't think he would get it, but um he's had a good season. I think he's I think he deserves to be on the um, team, I, I picked them because I figured you guys were going to pick the three obvious ones, so I wanted to try to highlight yeah. the East guys that I thought would like be more borderline, who was like, yeah, that's kind of an interesting player to put on, so that's why I picked Paolo. Um, I, I had the same thought about going, like, zagging a little bit. That's why I chose Maxi, is I was like, I don't want to yeah. just go with all the obvious ones and be talking and agreeing loudly about all the best players, but <laughs> right. it, it's tricky, though, right? Because, like, Paolo and Maxi are in that category where, like, I think they're going to be really good long-term, but... I like they both feel like 
if I'm being objective, that they're like on the cusp of all star, that they're mm-hmm. still not quite yeah. there. Right. Yeah. Again, Paolo, I feel like got him because the East is a little weak. Cause I'm, I, I kind of looked at his stuff and I, and I thought about it. I was like, his resume is a little weak, but um, it's tough when you are like, I guess I should have, oh, I should have picked Bam. Why did I not do that? Um, it's tough when you're like, I hate the Celtics. I can't pick them. Uh, I hate the Sixers. I can't pick them. And then you're just like, damn. Okay, what am I doing here? And I'm and I I'm not want to pick Julius Randall. <laughs> so it's like, all right, there's not a lot of players that I really should, I should have picked Bam. I don't know why I didn't think about that. that was yeah, Bam was Bam was definitely my like my next big in the East that I would have chosen. Yeah, right? was... for similar ish reasons, he's kind of keeping the Heat somewhat afloat. While like we talked about Butler's missing games, and you know they lost a lot of production off last year's team which yeah hawk guess so. when he went out the team was really bad they needed him a lot what does that yeah. say about a rookie that your team is like oh if you, <laughs> you get that rookie back <laughs> right no, like, that know. shows you how freaking good he is right yeah. right you know yeah he's been so good he's he's uh so was, rookie of the was year. he on uh mrs bjorn's ballot there as a starter <laughs> Uh yeah yeah her ballot is uh Boban made it and <laughs> he made it and um she really is sad that JJ Barea is in the front office for the Mavs mm-hmm. now and isn't playing anymore because she would vote for him every year as an All Star <laughs> starter so yeah sure M- Mrs Mrs Barron's All Star ballot is very spicy yeah <laughs> like her cooking um. Eric, why don't you share, I'm guessing, the last guy. Because I'm guessing you guys picked the same last guy here, right? I'm going to guess, but... I would imagine so. It had to be Embiid, given the time that we were voting. Um, right. You know, voting closed about 10 days before he got injured and, and was out. And Maybe. He, well, before that, according to what people well that's fair. But yeah, um, I mean, it was like a week before his 70-point game that we, we concluded <laughs> yeah. voting even. And yeah. I don't know. Like, it's tough. He was like a runaway MVP yeah. front runner when he got hurt, which was great for him. Cause I think everybody kind of didn't think he really deserved it last year. It was, you know, right. Joker yeah. fatigue and then was very clearly proven to be wrong when the playoffs happened. So mm-hmm. it, it would have been good for him and felt good for him to like very obviously be the MVP. Like he should have been this year. Uh, so it's a bummer that he's going to miss too many games for that to be a possibility, but he was, yeah, the the most obvious shoe in for the the All Star game, I think. Yeah, he's he's been that good on offense this year. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, he's putting up like Wilt esque numbers. Um, pretty crazy. Yep. Pretty crazy. Uh, I will say, like you mentioned, MVP. Uh, this sounds a little strange to say, but I am glad that because of his injury, it will be very clear he will not make the the sixty five because that was so annoying when people were talking about like. He was getting close to it, where it's like, yeah, and was like, guys, I, like, I, that's, I just, I hate the what people talk about that argument anyway. But it's like, um, guess what? He just like, if you're not gonna like historically, you're not gonna win MVP if you didn't play sixty games. If if you only put sixty games, you don't win MVP. Like that doesn't happen. Like, so it's like he just wasn't gonna win anyway. <laughs> Even if he made, played sixty four games, they would they they would not have picked him over Jokic because voters take that into account anyway so like but it's the same issue with ad right it's like you yeah. got these guys that can be transcendently good but then they're just not available it availability is, is should count right? right right i mean he didn't win rookie of the year because he played like 38 games that brockton played in like the 50s or whatever or something like mm-hmm. that so like 
yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm I'm glad for that thing just just so it's done because it's like oh, thank God we don't have that. But still, thirty five points per game as a center, like yeah, I know it. Yeah, I mean, what's the thing? You know, as a Giannis fan, is like his free throw shooting is always a roller coaster. It's like imagine what his numbers would be like if he could shoot the free throws like a bead because yeah. bead is so good at the line. That's like what makes him such a killer. Is like. Giannis will go to the line 18 times and it'll be like 11 of 18. You'd be like, not bad, pretty good actually. And a beat is like 15 of 18. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know? Right, his 70 point game if he was 21 of 23. I know. It's wow. just like, uh, he, yeah, his ability is uh, certainly up there. I hate watching him though, so I did not pick him. I, he, I can't stand him. There's so much about his game that I fucking hate. <laughs> I love it. I love it I so too. much. I, I just, I, he flops around on the ground worse than like a freaking Italian soccer player. My God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh uh, my God. Like, I just can't stand. Like, I know somebody told him at some point, like, fall on the ground because it'll put you being less injured. Like, well, that's worked out great, right? The guy's injured all the time anyway. And then it's just like, he's so, it makes your transition defense so bad. And he like, he's such a grifter too. It's like the way he gets fouls is like, especially for a big guy, I'm like, yeah, when you get hacked when you're like posting up and like driving the lane, that that makes sense to me, right? Like, of course, guys don't want you to score easy backs. Get so they grab your arms. <laughs> like that's what happens, you know. But he he his like jump shooting ones. He just so gets such those touch fouls. He just it's so frustrating to watch because like you're so good, you don't need to do this, and it's so annoying. I just hate watching it. And then um, uh, what's the other thing that really annoys? There's a lot that annoys me about him, as you can tell. <laughs> um. Oh, it's just the way he scores too. Because oh, Eric, you mentioned earlier somebody when you were like um, when the, how they're putting up. I think not. I forget you mentioned like they were not like putting up against like cream puffs or whatever. And it was like the opposite of Embiid. Embiid will put up like the massive numbers against like the Pistons, and then he'll have like a good. I mean, obviously this year he still scored like thirty two points, but against the good teams, he just like he doesn't put up the points as much, and it's just like yeah. he's just I was he's feasting on these crappy teams and it's so ridiculous to me that's funny because the stat that i was gonna pull up <laughs> runs entirely counter to that and that's prior to going out with the injury and and leaving midway through the golden state game there he had scored at least 30 points in 22 consecutive games up to that point yeah it's just wild i know it's so it crazy like yeah, just that's unprecedented offense from a center like we haven't seen that yeah like since you said since like maybe prime shack i guess yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, and, and in a totally different way, too, because Shaq was just, right. like, so physically dominant, and that was his thing was, like, people who didn't see Shaq play don't realize that, like, he just, like, put everybody in a body bag. Like, it be has actually got, like, skill and talent. That's why he frustrates me, because I'm like, you're so good. Why are we doing this? Um, but, um, Dan, why don't you, do you have more stuff? <laughs> do do, do I have you? what? Anything to say about Embiid? Else, or? I mean, I, I agree. I agree with a lot of your critiques, like the foul baiting and the flopping, and the it's it's all freaking annoying. But he's so freaking talented; it, yeah. you just can't argue. Especially the stat that Shellen just listed, and there's other crazy stats around him this year where he's just he is that good. Someone earlier described him as a cross between Shaq and Dirk, and I had to actually mm-hmm. go like, yeah. yeah, that's a little bit hyperbolic, but. Not entirely. Like he can dominate physically, and then he's got that like mid range where it just is. It just feels automatic, you know. Yeah, it, it's uh long term. The, the injury, 
and we've talked about this in chat a little bit privately, is like, boy, I wonder what seed they're going to get, because, like, they were looking like a 2-3, so then you get the, you know, you probably don't get, in theory, you should be able to beat the team in, in the first round. Um, and then you would get, you know, the Bucks probably, unless the Bucks got the Pacers, then you'd probably get the Pacers in the, in the second round. Um, well, whoever it is, it's going to be brutal unless he's 100%, right? Yes, so, so you would have, like, a decent, you'd have a little easier, you know, path but now if you're like the sixth seed or you're the god forbid the four or five yeah and run into boston in the second round instead no god yeah Yeah, you don't want that they are not beating i don't think they're beating boston anyway but if he's not 100 they have zero chance of beating boston right yeah and it just makes the pathway just get so much harder so it's like yeah you just don't want that it's which is i'm sure we'll talk about it and i think it'll be unfair to to like chalk that up to like Embiid's postseason failures to be up because it's like he had a torn meniscus. You can't, and then the tank their seed and they got a really hard draw. I mean, that's not his fault, but I guess if he plays crappy, then it is, right? If he, yeah, he's uh, got that AD thing though, where he's always got some injury. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that's um, been his thing. So uh, as I am a hater extraordinaire, I didn't pick him. Instead, I picked the future face of the league. I put Scotty Barnes in here, so uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> in the league. <laughs> that's what I heard. I, I saw it. I saw it on TV, man. That's what I was told. Um, Everyone that's listening to this needs to Google that rant of the Toronto coach just going off about Scotty Barnes being the future of the league <laughs> and not getting the foul calls. It's oh, it's so good. I know that was so delusional. So that was good. so funny. So I, I picked this one for a funny one because I want to talk about that because it's that that rant. There have been some really good rants this year. Um, obviously that one, uh, the Darko well, one, Mike the, Brown, Mike Brown. Brown. A laptop, yeah, the laptop, the laptop. Yeah, that's an all timer. Oh, my God. It's been so good this year. The, the coaches are really bringing the, bringing the a game and some of the post game press conference. And the refs are really bringing their like C minus D plus game. Oh, on a lot of these games. Like, especially like it's not even the games where it's my team playing. It's like, okay, I can understand. I'm going to have homerism, but when I'm watching, I watch a lot of NBA games. When I'm watching a game where I have no vested interest in either team. And there's just certain points where you're like agape at how bad the officiating could be. Oh yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It's a mess. So I understand why people are complaining about this year because it's been so bad. The the level of refereeing has steadily gone down. It, I think I I think I made the joke to you guys where I was like, it almost makes me miss the days of Joey Crawford, but not not that badly. You know, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, the refereeing crisis is not good. Um, I guess to talk about Barnes a little bit, uh, he is averaging over twenty points per game, eight rebounds, and five point seven assists. So pretty good actually. Like, um, for a Young player, 1.2 steals. And this is the thing I was going to bring up. He has 1.5 blocks. He has more than Giannis, actually, per game, which surprised me when I saw that. I was like, huh, interesting. Um, he's had a good season. Uh, obviously, Silver put him in as the injury replacement. Toronto stinks. Uh, I was going to say, it's weird. He's kind of like the last person left in Toronto. And like, obviously, he showed up after the championship, but yeah. they've gotten rid of everybody off that title team now. Uh, and so he's, he's like the longest tenured Raptor. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah. They don't have the coach anymore either, too. So like, they really, they really turned it over. But um, he's having a good enough season, I think, to have gotten. Um, I wanted to show him up that I thought he's been had a pretty good season. Was kind of the idea because I, I didn't think he would actually. I didn't think he'd be making his injury replacement, to be honest. But I don't think I thought they'd have two injury replacements. But um, 
uh, I thought he's had a good enough season. I thought to get a shout out, I, that's why I put him on here. Um, again, because I was like, I didn't want to pick a something. I didn't want to pick Randall. So it was kind of like, oh man, I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel here on front court players. Cause I, I X'd out basically all the good players and I was like, oh boy. And I forgot Bam. So I should have picked Bam again, but uh, Barnes was kind of a fun one. I think he's had an interesting season. And so played pretty well. I think three of your choices to me in like a year or two are going to be the, are going to be obvious um, all star choices, and we're just we're just a little bit early, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably like I feel in the same group with Ben Carroll, where like it's clear the talent, right? He's just mm-hmm. not. He's probably objectively not all star starting level this year. Yeah, no, I mean he's uh he's like he was a fringe guy to make it, so like I guess that he was an injury replacement is kind of like the right level where he was, so. Um, you know, yeah, so interesting season so far for him. So, um, let's quickly read our uh picks again, Eric. Your uh, East picks, uh, were kind of chalk. It was Halliburton, Brunson, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis, and yours, yeah. Some one weird one in chalk. So, Maxi, Halliburton, Tatum, Giannis, Embiid. Okay, I started pretty good here. I had Brunson, Halliburton, Giannis, Chalk, and then I went Paolo and Scotty Barnes because I hate the <laughs> Celtics and the Sixers. So, um, like it. yeah, so uh, those are our teams here. Pretty, I thought the overall teams that we got in the, the All Star game and the reserves, I think, pretty good. I don't think there were a lot of complaints. Uh, I guess the one that uh, the one I would bring up to you guys um, that I wanted to ask you was Cat as the last. I think we. We we all agreed Cat was the last West guy in, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, would you have picked somebody different? I actually thought they should have picked Gobert over Cat. He's a horrible All Star player, but yeah, he's the reason that defense is good. That is the problem: is no one wants to watch Rudy Gobert in an All Star game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the All Star games of for the fans. Like it's for the players; they love getting the selections. But it's yeah, if you're gonna if you have to have another wolf on the roster. Cat is the much more fun one. It was like back when Ben Wallace was an all star, and you're like, I love Ben Wallace. I love that he, but like, keep him on the bench at the all star game. game. (laughs) No no one wants to see him in the all star game. Yeah. 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 It's It's like, even though I think Gobert's way more deserving than Cat because, like, defense is the reason they're good, and he's the reason. It's like, he's just so bad. I guess if I guess if I really were to think about it, I probably would have picked one of the Kings guys. I would have picked Sabonis. Sabonis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I almost went uh, full Brad and didn't do AD out of Laker hate and did Ant <laughs> instead as my starter. But mm. it's, um, yeah, sure. it wouldn't have been too bad either. But um, yeah, so I guess that, that was the one where it was kind of that was I think the only pick where it was kind of like ooh I don't know I think everything else was pretty much yeah made sense. So I was the cat one was a little weird I thought, but um. Let's, uh, we're running short on time, I think, here. You guys probably don't want to stay up a whole lot later, but I do want to quickly, uh, get some thoughts on if you have any thoughts on some of these trades. I handpicked a few here. Um, the Suns getting Royce O'Neal and Big Body Roddy. Any thoughts on this one? I mean, wing depth is always important, and wing depth that can be serviceable on both ends of the floor. I mean, that's an instant upgrade on the, the playoff rotation for them. Like, he, yeah, they need depth. They need they needed him. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he should be a good fit for them. Um, 
I think it'll help too, because like what uh, they might try to run out like Nurk, KD, Beal, O'Neal, and Booker, right? Mm-hmm. That means you get Grayson Allen out of out of there, uh, which probably helps because then you get you have less you don't have so much, too many small guards. So I think right. that makes sense. Um, Why are we bearing the lead though here, Brad? We need to really. If we're going to oh, talk about any trades, we have to talk is, about at Bev. This is number two on the list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is number two on the list. <laughs> I mean, not to besmirch Royce O'Neal and the three and D wing on the on on the what Suns, about, which they desperately need. No but like, let's get down to real real talk. <laughs> right. Poor Dan's been uh, ribbed over the Mavericks too many times <laughs> in the past year on the podcast to not have Bev lead this section off and have to have to hear you talk about it. Uh, well, I should have led with like some like insane one that like nobody cares about. Or oh, I should have led with right, like, like Corey Hayes Joseph with the Warriors <laughs> yeah, or right. something. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, this is the most important. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's do let's do this. Pat Bev. Oh my god, this is freaking hilarious. I literally yet today at work, so I had to go um, look for like some book in the library or whatever, and I, I walked past one of the other uh, the Quail library, and I was like, oh, Nick is in there. It was one of my coworkers, and then when I came back, I walked in. I walked in there, and I was like, I just walked. I was like, Nick. The Bucks traded for Pat Bevin. He was just like, "What?" <laughs> because it was like I couldn't, I couldn't re- resist because it's so hilarious. I mean, uh, just from a w- before we get into my personal feelings of Pat, Bevin, just the whole like you mentioned, you listed all his antics in in chat, Eric. And, like his antics over the years are hilarious. The fact that like he and Dame have had a Dame rivalry. Have beef. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking hilarious. Like. He's on this team, and of course, it's because uh, Doc probably wanted him. Um, you know, because Doc's one of those guys. Got to get all his old vets back together. Like he probably tried to get right. Perk, Where's Montrezl like, Harrell? <laughs> we need him. Yes. I know. Uh, God, who was the guy who was? Uh, I met. I joked with my um, coworkers. Like, uh, glad this guy wasn't available because. Oh, we said it actually it was DeAndre Jordan. Said it early with you guys. <laughs> I was like, hey, probably want to get DeAndre too. It's like. Uh yeah, he's trying to get the band back together. Um, so yeah, of course. Uh, I guess we'll we'll skip the uh we'll skip the do in a second here the uh the actual like basketball thoughts here. But let's get to what you guys want to get the juicy stuff on me and Pat Bev. Oh my god, this is freaking oh god, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. He's so annoying. He tricked um, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, what did I tell you guys today? Like, yeah, that like he is he because he talks so much. He like tricks y'all with this like flap in the mouth or whatever. Like, he's not. I don't think he's very good, guys. Like, he there's a reason he's been on like six teams since 2021 or whatever. Like, because everyone's like, yeah, and they get him in. They're like, eh, you know. I think I think the only team that I was surprised that let him go was uh, Minnesota. I think because mm-hmm. I. That, that would surprise me, but other than that, I have not been surprised he's left any of his other teams because uh, he's just—he's so annoying as a teammate. I have to imagine we didn't—we uh, didn't talk, or we—I guess we will talk about the Grant Williams thing, or we did a little bit. It's like I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why they got rid of it too, because I don't think the other guys like them. It's like, yeah, I think you. Who did you say it with Dan, the guy who that's been around a uh, uh, shooter off the air? We talked about that, but it's like guys must just find Pat Bev annoying because he ends up on new teams all the time and. uh He's just like he's such a clown, man. Like, uh, I I saw a video of him like 
live finding out that he got traded and like oh, he the broke the news he is I need, yeah. to, I need to talk to dave and sort some stuff out and i was <laughs> dying i'm like yeah you do because that time when you pointed at your hand and made made, made it like the watch was broken i'm like yeah that's that's gonna be a conversation yep and then my favorite oh yeah Go, go I was just saying, my favorite part in all this, I'm just going to preempt the, and, and jump into the basketball a tiny bit, is as Dan pointed out in the chat, like it's still probably an upgrade over campaign. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, you can't even be that sucks, upset man. about like, it because like, as yeah. much as you hate him, like he does yeah. probably help a little bit, partially. If Brad had a dollar for every time I talked smack about how, how much I dislike campaign <laughs> yeah. for this I, season, I, he, we could have funded your buyout. Would, <laughs> go out to, go out to a restaurant with that money. Like I do yeah. not like campaign as a basketball player. So even though I don't disagree that it's possible that Pat Bev could be washed, I actually think he's an upgrade over campaign. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like one of the funny things to say. But let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, like for the watch campaign, one of the problems with him, he's got such a weird, funky shooting motion. It takes him so damn long to shoot a three. So it's like he can't take quick threes, and it's like so teams can close on him so much. And he's just like, oh, uh, so I appreciated in the uh, the game the other night that he was playing really hard, that he was hustling, but he was insane. He was like, I'm going to drive the, into the lane. It's like, and try to get the, all these layups. Like, campaign, you are not that guy. Stop. Like, right. God still living still off the, the high of that, like, playoff series where CP3 was out in uh, that Suns run. Like, yeah, <laughs> where everybody's yeah, like, yeah, oh, wow, oh, this God. guy might be better than Paul. Like, they should just when play him. Freaking- when you freaking did the Chris Paul move and everyone was so sad when he like backed into somebody with his ass and like got the foul call and we were all like, boo, boo. I love that that's the Chris Paul move. That makes me so happy if that's right. Happy. And we all know exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, right? Yep. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, campaign was was bad. I know he was shooting like 39 points, I think, percent on threes this year. But like he was he was just no good. And like um, Pat Bev, at least he tries on defense so like hopefully you know they'll replace they'll put by hope it's probably not what's gonna happen they'll probably play bev off the bench and maybe he'll play in crunch time but i would hope they would insert him in the starting lineup over beasley um dan and i are obsessed with having beasley as the the microwave flamethrower off the bench because it just makes so much sense like it's such an obvious decision though that's why i'm obsessed with it why do they not do that i just don't get it i i so my hope is that they put in bev to to try to shore up the defense a little bit. I don't think it moves the needle a whole lot for the Bucks in terms of like big picture stuff. Uh, I'm glad that they kept the they traded the 2027 pick uh, for Bev along with campaign. I'm glad they did that one instead of this uh, 24 pick that the they're getting from the Blazers because I think they actually I think they should try to draft that player and right that's like 35th that or something like that. That's a right. possible rotation piece still. Oh right, yeah, that's going to be like the guy who like f- fell out of the first round because of like whatever he's too old or whatever you know type of thing um or he didn't have a good tournament or something like something like that like you can get a really good player for that and they might actually need that guy as the rotation player so it's like i want that i want them to keep that pick um and i i guess in the offseason with on um draft day they're gonna have more picks to trade so i guess they could bundle that with some of the first so they'll be able to trade in the future whatever i don't care but like i want them to still have that pick so i'm glad that they didn't there was a lot of talk that they were trying to move Connaughton or portis with that pick for something Probably for Royce O'Neal, to be honest. Um, and I'm glad that they kept that pick because I think that's a really valuable asset that they should actually try to cash in as a player. Um, uh, I will, we have not addressed the um, raging elephant 
in the room, which is this team is going to have Pat Bev and Bobby Portis somehow. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, uh, Thanasis, like, um, Jay Crowder is- had to hold. Got held held it back with three fingers. No one's holding back Pat Bev and Bobby Portis in a fight. Like uh, the other night, they got into like a, who was it? Uh, Sexton accident. Like in the Euro, he caught Giannis or whatever, and like the Bucks players went nuts. Like if we have Pat Bev and Bobby Portis, like oh my god, could you have imagined? <laughs> what are the odds that at some point in the playoffs there's a bench clearing brawl involving Portis and uh, Pat Bev? Non-zero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be a psycho team. Um, and, and don't forget, no one remembers this except for really diehard Bucks fans. Uh, what year was it? Was it 20... Would it have been in 2017 then? Or would it have been... Or no, 16 or 15? When Giannis trucked Dunleavy into the stands the one year? It's like, <clears throat> Giannis has got a bit of a mean streak to him if you piss him off, so... Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we're gonna be a nutso team. Uh, I love uh, it. Here for it. It's amazing. <laughs> Very few uh, trades make me make me clap out loud with joy, and that one just that was oh, professional. Oh, I just laughed. I mean, I and the fact that he broke it himself is so much funny. Is so funny oh, too. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, he had a. I showed you guys. Woj broke eleven. Shams broke five. Pat Bev broke one. So uh, got a future, my guy. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll talk more about the Bucks. I'm sure later in the season in terms of how things shake out because we'll we'll know more. Like the they're one four under Doc right now, but they look like a team that doesn't know how they're playing with each other because Doc is trying to has had no practice time, and it's kind of hard to judge them at this exact moment in time. Um, they're not looking good though, but we'll know more in a month or so, probably. You know, um, we'll, mm-hmm. and we'll probably talk about them and be like, I'll probably have more extension, more existential dread. I'll probably be pitching you guys. Uh, you know, but what if we get all the picks back, our picks back from the Pels? Like, what if we got 18 of OKC's picks? What if we got the Jazz picks and, like, Kessler? I'll probably be pitching those to you guys in, like, two months. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... Oh, transcendent talent like Giannis, you gotta go for it. That's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, other, some other trades that were kind of interesting, um, Oh, you, we mentioned this. Oh, we talked about this off air, actually. It was the Dinwiddie to the Raptors for Schroeder. Um, and I, I mentioned to you guys, I think one of the most interesting, best things that ever happened to a player was when Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> wanted to have his entire salary paid in crypto. And then they said, no, you can't do that. Like, our man would be broke. He would have to be working until <laughs> he was like 88 if he had no money. <laughs> so um, he got to be thankful to the union or whoever nicked that. Um, I don't have any other thoughts on this trade. I just, it's, it's pretty irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah, getting waived and signing with either the Lakers or the Mavs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one that I think uh, was interesting to talk about was the Knicks getting uh, Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. Who cares about that? But they gave up um, Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Fournier, one of the Villanova boys, and two picks. So I'm worried about the vibes, but. You guys said this well too. That's we'll talk about how deep there. That was a really yeah. good trade for them. Bogdanovich they really needed shooter though. Mm-hmm. And a guy that again never ever made any sense whatsoever for the Pistons. And you like you thought that I think they were asking for what two first for him most of last season. 
Yeah. Why reportedly had offers year? for a first round pick and players, and now they're just getting a heap of scraps and a couple seconds, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, Detroit, <sighs> what are what? Why'd you sign him in the first place if this is what your plan was to to flip him? Illusional to think that he get two firsts for him. I didn't, that right. was so stupid last Again, year. Again, the Gobert trade broke everybody's brain, I think. Yeah. <laughs> in probably. terms of the cost of things, but but even that's yeah, like yeah, what he's is, a good player. He's not two first round picks, good player. No, what do they want? All. Like three first round picks for OG, the Raptors, something like that. It was crazy too. But like, yeah, because like the Bojan thing is like I kind of understood when they first signed him because they're like, oh, we need a shooter to go with Cade so he can develop. But then it was then like, Kate yeah, Cade got, got <laughs> introverts. Why did you not trade him? Yep. <laughs> like yeah, I they should have traded him for a first last year. And uh, now they get, yeah, Quentin Grimes is fine-ish. We should be the front but, office in Detroit. That's all I'm saying. I think we do yeah, so well. It, as a three-headed uh, monster, we would we would be amazing. I would be so much yep. better than them. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. But I love the trade for the Knicks. I think it's a great Burks, whatever, like we said. But Bojan, like, he's, yeah. he can't really defend as much anymore, but he can actually, like, create shots so that's like we mentioned that i mentioned that earlier with brunson that'll be huge for them to have another guy who can like create some, a little bit gravity of yeah i mean they try so. and double brunson and you have a, you have him standing on the wing good luck with that mm-hmm. yeah 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 he can still shoot it so um yeah love that for them um does the mavs getting yo gaffa gafford matter at all for Rashawn holmes i guess he's i, I like him as a big i guess mm-hmm. i will keep this brief like I, I liked the Grant Williams signing and he looked good early in the season and then he just fell off a cliff which is inexplicable and kind of sad I don't get but, it um, I'm glad that they were able to get out of that con- like and his contract actually is not that bad but I'm glad that they were able to we need useful NBA basketball players for Lucas Prime that is mm-hmm. that is what I contend so I will take PJ Washington Seth Curry didn't really play that much, and our team already has defensive holes. And Seth Curry is, let's just be generous and say <laughs> a defensive hole. Um, <laughs> and the first round pick that they gave up is, um, it's like, I want to say it's the best between like the Clippers or OKC. So it's not even going to be very good. Um, yeah, it, I, I actually think both of their, what was the other one? They got um, Gafford. Gafford. For re- yeah. and Rashawn Holmes doesn't even play, so whatever. Yeah, right. And yeah, now Gafford. Powell doesn't have to be their backup center because, like, they look yeah. bad when Lively doesn't play. So, like yeah. Gafford isn't amazing, but just like raising the floor of their backup center and giving Luca yeah. a lob threat on the bench is yeah. great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even just little marginal things, right? If we can get our defense, because we have one of the best offensive players. to to play the game, not to sound hyperbolic, but like our yeah, defense no. is the thing that is our Achilles heel. And if we can just get a little bit better around the edges on defense, mm-hmm. that's what we got to hope for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like what the, the Mavs brought in. I'm, a, I'm a, just a little, that 27 pick is a little worrying because it is post Luca if he walks, but I mean, you guys are cooked anyway, if he leaves anyway, cause you have that 30 pick too. So it's like, whatever, who cares? <laughs> it's like at yeah. this point, it doesn't matter because, like, you, if he if he walks, you're boned no matter what. You, so, you're whatever. you're right about that pick. The other one, the one in the Gafford trade was the best uh, uh, this year's best between OKC or Oh yeah, yeah, Clippers, which is not going to be a good pick. Yeah. But that 2027 is going to be a good pick. But the reality is, if Luke is gone, we're going to be the worst team in the league anyway. So, 
and then yeah. karmically like all the hate that I give to Detroit is going to come right back in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, as far as that pick goes, you got to trade it to be good. So it doesn't, yeah, for the, for the, for that other one. Yeah. So whatever. Um, we liked Hayward to the Hornets, I think, right? We all thought that was a pretty good one. Uh, he doesn't pl- play much, obviously, but he only needs to play 20 minutes a game now, yeah, and he can move the ball. He's a solid player that knows how to play and will fit in just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, smart veteran guy, too. They need some vets on the team. Um, team's pretty young, so that helps, too. Um, yeah, Trey Mann and Bertans. I think Trey Mann is an interesting player. He doesn't get out, out there, but that... Oklahoma City's got so many damn guys. He could be good, but just can't get on the floor because they got 800 players on the team. So, right. Um, Dan, you've talked a lot about Bertans and Hayden. I mean, I've, I've seen him live. I've seen the Bertans experience. <laughs> and, like, it was, I'll tell you this, it was the Clippers and both PG and, and Kawhi were playing that game. And you could, I had good enough seats that you could see them point at him. And whoever was like, I'm not joking. Whoever he was guarding would come up and set a screen, whichever of the two of those guys, PG or Kawhi, had the ball. And they ISOed him. Like, we went into the fourth quarter tied and we lost that game by 12. Yep. So just, I'll leave, I'll leave that to your guys' imagination how that happened. But yeah. David Davis Bertans is not a playable NBA player. Like he can, he's a crazy good shooter. This is the thing. This is his one skill, yep. right? But like, he's so bad on defense that you cannot play him against. Yeah. The yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and then, uh, healed went to the Sixers. Cork Moss finally got traded after his trade demand. I know they finally gave in to the Cork Moss trade demand. Uh, also for Morris in three seconds. Um, healed to the Sixers. I kind, I like. Uh, context is key for this one because uh, with Embiid out, Maxi cannot carry all that offensive load and keep that team afloat. They need someone else. I love getting healed in there. I, well, he'll be great with Embiid too because add an extra uh, shooter. But they needed offense without Embiid. Yeah, that was smart. I yeah, mean. I hated the trade for the Pacers, uh, but with yeah. them getting McBuckets later in the day that takes a little bit of the sting off of it. Cause like they just need shooting like yeah. healed wasn't providing them with much else. And if he wasn't hitting, he wasn't helping. And I'll basically be the same thing with McDermott. It's not that big of a downgrade for them, uh, for what the role that they need him to fill. So it, that the sting of that one came off a little bit, getting, getting the spacing back with Doug McDermott. Yeah. And yeah. And he was not in their long-term plans. So even if he was, no, he was gone after this year. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you might as well get off him and get on a cheaper, a cheaper deal anyway. Yep. yep. And and any assets you get for him are better than the zero you would have got when you walked in for agency. So, like, Corkmas, yep. I bought out already. I think Morris, yep. he's expiring in three seconds. seconds or, or three seconds. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, great. I mean, that's assets you can use for something. I mean, we've seen the Bucks trade four and five second round picks for a player. Like, yeah, you could try to do that again, right? You know, mm-hmm. get a role player guy. So uh, those are always valuable assets trading so uh the last thing i want to do is i want to read you <laughs> uh eric heard me try to do this when he logged on because having some trouble here the day of the pit or the uh, not just the day of the pistons the pistons this year uh <laughs> what they've done they have subtracted from their team uh bojan bogdanovic uh alec burks morris marvin bagley but you forgot he was on the team uh kevin knox uh killian hayes uh his last name is probably livers right Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was anything fancy. I've never seen the guy play, so I don't know. <laughs> and then they also got rid of Joe Harris. Uh, and they added uh, Grimes, 
uh, Fontecchio, Muscala, Gallo, Troy Brown Jr., Milton, Fournier, Flynn, uh, Daniel House, and uh, the Villanova boy. What is it? I, I, I just cannot even begin. Like I would need to get so drunk to try and explain what they're doing, and I still would not be able to do it. Like what in the world? Like I mean, they're getting a lot away from like four lottery picks that are all terrible. So like I guess mm-hmm. just sure, finally moving but on. Like, what but getting in return? It's so weird. Right, we're reading off those names, and like all of them are like buyout players except for <laughs> Grimes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody will pick up House after they buy him out, probably. Yeah. But uh, uh, Tokyo is okay. That's true. But like, still, the only two actual like we might keep them and they might play for real minutes for our team players out of all of the things you just named. I know, right? Well, and, and like, apparently they were just ready and totally fine, which is getting rid of Killian Hayes. And <laughs> like up until like just up until the trade request from him. Monty was playing him pretty large he minutes. He started yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not crazy. kidding. That is crazy. I, I think that might have been that old um, money ball. Like, we have to get him off the team so freaking stop playing him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Because, like, oh, my God. Like, when Dan jokes that we could do a better job than the Pistons, what is happening here? Like, none of us can answer the question. I don't even this. know if I'm joking anymore, Brad. I think we could probably be a better front office for the Pistons. <laughs> I truly think we could. It's like this team and, is like, what is happening? Yeah. And I want to take the one thing that we also talked about here because I think Dan had a quite the take that I think is good where I'll just read the, the, the stat off again. The last time that the Chicago Bulls made a trade that involved oh, yeah. an actual player under contract for either team was on August 20th of 2021. Wow. <laughs> was that a... Vucevic? I, I don't know who it was. Oh, you I don't know who it was? Say, I mean, that seems what it was. No, I think they've had Vucevic for longer than that. But okay. what are they doing? <laughs> oh, that's an idea. Oh, they've been stuck in NBA purgatory where they're not good enough to make the playoffs yeah. and not bad enough to get a lottery and, pick, and, and yet they assets, still won't trade. Yeah, and all these assets that they're holding on to, they're going to have the, the Toronto problem where, like, you know, you they're wait diminished. too long and they're either gone and you get nothing or you get much less than you would have gotten <laughs> if you had. DeRozan expires this year, doesn't he? Yes, that's what I don't understand. Are they going to sign him an extension? Like, if they're not, like, why did? What are they doing? Like, they're going to let him walk. I bet you they're going to, and they're like, they're just going to be. They are mediocre, and they're going to be even worse. Like mediocrity. Yeah, that has to be what they're doing. They have to be resigning, which I don't get at all. Like, because then, then you when they gave Vucevic the extension, they said, we think he's one of the best centers in the NBA. And right, like, and then we listed off like 12 centers better than him last episode. <laughs> it's crazy. My team has a rookie that I would rather have than Vucevic. Yes, of course. I'm not exaggerating. Like, has not played a full NBA season, and I would take Derek Lively over Vucevic any day of the week. Right. Bobby Portis is the bane of my existence these days, and I would pick him over Vucevic. <laughs> like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. So I think I your your take in the in the chat today, Dan, was that you you still think that Chicago is like more confusing or maybe doing worse than Detroit? Yeah. I mean, Detroit is being dumb and like kind of floundering and being chaotic, but Chicago is doing nothing. 
Right. And and if some of these guys, we could be wrong. Maybe Fontecchio or Grimes or you know one of the million guys they got actually hits and ends up good and works well with Cade or whatever. Like who knows, right? But when you do nothing and that roster is only going to get older, and you're looking at like, oh, we could re-sign DeRozan. It's like I like DeRozan as a player, but like you guys aren't even making the freaking play in this year. And if you're just re-signing that roster and re-upping, you're not going anywhere. There were reports out of the Warriors here today that. They they wanted Caruso, and everyone wanted Caruso. Yeah, yeah but yeah, the, the the Bulls made Caruso untouchable, and the counter offer was they wanted Kaminga and picks what? for Caruso. Oh my God. Didn't they said what no a two way. two first rounders for him? I think like what? Who's giving you that? That's like, come insane. On. Right, like <laughs> yeah, you might want that, but that's how you end up with Caruso just sitting on your team, and I mean, you're I not making the playoffs. <laughs> I want to sell my house for $5 million, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. The and picks piece just slays me. Like, wow. <laughs> we want this 22 year old that looks like he could be very, very good for this, like, good 3 and D player wow. and first round pick. My God. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The Bulls are just freaking. What, what are they doing, man? Like, just. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's such a cash cow too, which is hilarious too. Because it's I like, mean, once Lonzo got injured, they should have just busted that whole thing up. Yep, because there was the a window where they were good when they had him and he was healthy, and then he got Everyone injured. He's probably never going to play again, and they just need to accept it and break the whole thing up and start over. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what they should have done. Yeah, they they just yeah, they couldn't see the writing on the wall. It's like, uh, yeah, and, and it's like they have they have a couple of interesting players. Kobe White is looking good. Um, Ayo Desunmu seems like he could be a rotation player. Patrick Williams, we thought he stunk, but he's played a lot better this year. He might, he could be a rotation guy maybe, but it's like, why do you have all these vets? What's the point of having these guys? I don't, no, I don't know. I would absolutely keep Kobe White. I'm not saying get rid of everybody, but like you right. rebuild. You rebuild I'm saying they have White some stuff, but yeah, yeah right. like, especially before he got hurt, like Vucevic probably doesn't have much trade value, I, like especially with the contract you gave him. That's a sunk cost. But DeRozan, Caruso, Levine, all yeah. had like legitimate yeah. first round pick or yep. role player, young team control player value the last year. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you could have kickstarted a rebuild very, very easily by moving those guys. Yeah, uh, just uh, that's inexplicable. Yeah. Well, that's we should uh, we we should be the front office for an NBA team. That's all I'm saying. Right, I agree. We we, we could we know how to use the trade machine. So I, as I've said before, we're instantly better than Vladi when he's in charge of the Kings. So like, um, didn't, didn't he ask someone to like show him how to use that? Or something? He he didn't know how to complete a deal. Someone had to walk him through like the because he tried to like do something. And, like no no no, we can't do that. It has to be done this way. So they had to walk him through like the steps of like what was illegal in, to do the trade. He didn't know how to do it. He's the GM. Like, I can at least use the trade machine. Like, I can put in so, stupid Steph Curry trades. <laughs> we're, that is that is worth mentioning as we get as we wrap all this up. Is that uh, one of the things that is going to change the buyout market here now that the mm-hmm. trade deadline is passed? Is that the new apron stuff? There's a lot of team like people assume. Oh well. You know, whatever contenders are just going to scoop up whatever good guys off the buyout. That's not actually true because anyone, you know, based on the apron, they're not going to be able to pick up anyone making more than what is it, the mid level, right? Yeah, yeah, like twelve point four or something like that, or one or whatever. So basically, yeah, the mid level. There's, there's a bunch of good teams out there that are, you know, are not going to be able to pick up 
good players on the waiver wire is really right. what it comes down to. And like the waiver wire is not going to be like super strong, but you've got like Dinwiddie type guys that are like Lowry. You know, this Lowry. Yeah, Lowry. Lowry right. And there's like three playoff contending teams that can afford some of these people. Like I saw the market for Dinwiddie is literally the Lakers can offer him two million and the Mavs can offer him five. And that's I it. I really hope we do not offer him five because that's another player that I saw. <laughs> you had him. And the other person. <laughs> yeah, I, no, for sure. Like I think the quote that I gave you guys in Discord was the Dinwiddie experience. And let's just say it's not a, it's not one I want to repeat. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't see the point in bringing him back either because he he was not terrible with you guys, but he was not really additive either. So it's not like I don't want to sound like I I hate him as a player. It's it's a matter of fit, right? Like right, yeah. He they don't need wants him. to dribble a lot between his legs and do stuff with the ball, and he has Luka Doncic on his team, and then he would have Kyrie Irving on his team. Mm-hmm. Can you guys see the problem there? <laughs> Yeah, and he's not good enough to be to supplant either even no. either of those guys in terms of like shot creation, no. but he thinks he will be. That's the problem is he thinks he can. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Exactly. Ah man. So any uh any trades that you guys that I did not uh throw out here is something to discuss that you guys were like, oh man, can't believe you didn't talk about this one. And there's a the- lot of stuff around the margins, but um yeah, I, I picked I, the fun ones, I thought. I will mention in passing that I'm really amused that the Raptors appear to be like uh, one player at a time reassembling the, the Canadian national basketball team. <laughs> yeah. I got to get Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again. Yeah, I don't. I uh, That's a team I, I, we brought it up in chat. I'm not quite sure what they're doing either. Like, why? Eric, I think you think that they just must like. Akbaji, that's why they made the trade. Yeah, yes, because why are they getting a Linux? Look, if they're not, yeah, if they I, didn't flip them. I don't understand. I the point. That's I like Pearl two point oh. I don't. It's know. a weird trade, though. Yeah, I mean, they did it last year with, like I said, last year with Pearl. So it's like, why are we doing this? I don't understand. Um, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Masai's up to. He's he's what he's doing is he's riding the wave of the title and doing whatever he wants. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there are any other ones that I thought were funny or interesting to. No, really I mean, Celtics got a third string center, whatever. A lot of these yeah. are just stuff that don't really matter. Or mm-hmm. if if they do, let's put it this way: if if the third best center on the Celtics matters in the playoffs, they are in a very bad place. Right. Yeah. 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 It's good depth for the regular season for them. It makes sense, but yeah, it's not exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess uh, guys who didn't get moved are a little surprised. Uh, surprised Murray because there's just so much rumors around him that someone didn't. I think they wanted too much for him. Bruce He's Brown. He's the new John Collins. He's going to be there forever. Yeah, pretty God. much. Uh, That's another team that is inexplicably run, though. I do not understand what they're trying to do. They want to be a play in team every year. Trey Young is <laughs> unstoppable <laughs> in the play in games. They just want him to have as many of those. <laughs> as they can get him do they, do they get a trophy for winning the play-in because maybe that's their thing they're like we no we, we found a way to we moneyballed it guys we're just gonna have the play-in trophy every year yeah <laughs> and unfortunately none of those stats counts i don't think i don't know if they realize that so um yeah they, they're a little bit of problem uh bruce brown not getting moved don't get that again again with yes. again with the raptors why yep. 
uh, I thought the whole point of getting it was to move him. Like immediately when that happened, I was like, they're moving. I, I texted you guys like they're moving Bruce Brown, right? That has to be what they're doing. And you're all like, yeah, yes, hundred percent. And then he <laughs> didn't get moved. So, yeah. What? Um. So I think those were the two big ones of guys that didn't move that I was a little like puzzled by. So, um. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else that I want to talk about. Nope, it was a fun uh, I, couple hours. It was yeah. fun, and I, I look forward to the Pat Bev experience. I, I can't wait. Oh, I do too. I cannot wait for the first unhinged moment in a Bucks uniform. Oh, yeah. Uh, the meme potential so high. Over I, under February 25th. Ooh. Uh, over no. under March 1st. We've got an all-star break. Over yeah, under March 1st. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think March 1st is good. I'm, I'm still going to go under, though. I bet you, I bet you he, has a, he has a moment. Uh, yeah, you've got to establish the tone early. <laughs> right? Yeah, because well, what's going to be interesting is uh, because of that weird thing where Missoula can't be the all-star coach because he's was last year, so the Bucks assistants are going to go, but like Doc and like uh, Jaeger and his other guy are not going to go, so it's like uh, so what are they going to like, what are they going to do? They need, they need a practice. So, like, are, well, are they going to have like Doc and the, the two other coaches are going to stay behind in Milwaukee? Everybody else is going to, I don't know what's going to happen. So, it's he's like, gonna be, he's going to do the same way that he became coach. He's going to be like, he's going to call in the plays on the phone. <laughs> oh, <or something>. yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Text uh, Prunty on his island. Yeah. But I it's don't like, know which uh, of you said it, but it was on the Discord earlier today, and I, I absolutely love it. Is that we, we all now have a player on our own team that we yeah. do not like, and that just makes me so happy because, like, I don't, I don't like Kyrie Irving. I, I don't think Shellen's a huge fan of CP3, and it, I love that you have Pat Bev now. Like, yep. Welcome, welcome to our suffering, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll I'll have a point my... guard that we can't stand. <laughs> it's yep. perfect, it's absolutely perfect. I don't, and it's only, funny because Kyrie, other than being injured, has actually been good this year. But all to me, all that does is give me this sense of dread when, like, next year, like, the second game of the season, he tweets, the earth is flat and anyone that thinks <laughs> otherwise needs to die. <laughs> like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm ready for it. I know. He's been inexplicably only had, like, a little bit of weirdness this year where it's, like, he hasn't had any, like, full-on, like, what is Kyrie? He's been pretty, like, tame this year. And it's, like, that just means building. You he's know? just storing it up, man. He's storing it up for one big, one big ball of crazy. Yeah, it's like the yep. spirit bomb in DBZ, just like pulling in all that energy, and he'll just unleash one massive, like, insano thing on us. So, uh, I guess we have that to look forward to. Looking forward to Pat Bev. Um, I don't know. Is he gonna like demonstrate how to like grind up a sausage or some crap? I don't know. He's in Milwaukee. I don't really know what's gonna happen there. So, um, when, when does CP3 come back for your team, Shellen? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, a couple of weeks. He's still a couple of weeks out, I think. Okay. Oh yeah, we didn't. I'm surprised they didn't trade him because just because like to get his money off the books. But I imagine nobody wanted him. <laughs> I imagine that they has tried. to be the reason. That has to Oof. be it. Yeah. So. Yeah, he is at that point of his career. So, well, everybody, I guess we should look forward to the next episode of Backboard of the Rings. Uh, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Dan, for joining for some crazy times as always. Um, I hope the joy. I hope anybody, if anybody made it to the end here, congratulations again, as always. <laughs> here we salute you. <laughs> yeah, that you could survive our nonsense for this long. Uh, you, you had a real MVP. So uh, enjoy your fake trophy. I'll I'll buy you a beer at Buffalo Wild Wings the next Con of the Rings if you made it all the way through this episode. <laughs> <laughs>